Hello, good afternoon and welcome to Garblag Games. We are here today with our second one shot of Those Dark Places by Jonathan Hicks. And up there, you can see the man himself who is going to be our general monitor for the game tonight, this afternoon, not tonight, because it's daytime, confused. It'll be dark soon, that's good enough. So hi, Jonathan, welcome back to the channel. Thank you for coming back and thank you for okay. promising thank to run me. this for us again. We had such brilliant time last time. And all of those of us who survived are here. <clears throat> and we're joined as well by Matt from Free League. Hello. Thank you. Who's going to be dying on our behalf this time. So, Jonathan, no further ado, I shall hand over to you. Um, and then we'll do all the reminders for various social media -y bits towards the end. Excellent. Right, well, thanks everyone for turning up. Uh, thanks for everybody who tuned in to watch. Um, we're going to very quickly uh, just go through character creation again, uh, just so that uh, Simon can get his character uh, back up to speed. Uh, Simon, we already know that you're going to play an engineer called Pete. So uh, what you have, are, it's a very simple system. It's got four statistics attributes, which are charisma, agility, strength, and education. You take the numbers one through to four, and you put one number in each of those attributes. Uh, we already know that so you're an engineer and that was going to be your primary um, um, skill, uh, sort of crew position. So you've, I think you've already put four in, into education. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I put, um, um, oh yeah, it would be that. Yeah, it would be that way around, wouldn't it? Yeah. So engineering, four into education, yeah. three into strength, and then um, two into charisma. And one into agility because gotcha. pretty, I'm pretty sure I struggle to do anything agility wise in the, um, in I think, the first I one. I think when, you're, when your helmet got stuck in that crushed yeah. corridor, yeah, 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 you get a little bit desperate. Yeah, <laughs> it just it was like, how am I going to survive this? <laughs> um, now, because you're an engineer, that's going to be your primary crew position, so you get a yes. score of two next to that, which means when yeah. you make your d6 roll, you add two to it as, as well as your attributes. Um, what was your secondary position, crew position? Oh, so I believe I think, it was security. I think it was yeah. security, yeah. Because yeah. that's okay. why I had the strength as a second highest skill. Brilliant. So if you take the security and just put a one next to that, and then that's it, yeah. that's your character created. Sorted. Excellent. Uh, welcome then, everybody, to the Paladin Rock Report. After what happened on the uh, in the previous adventure, um, things didn't go too well. You were supposed to retrieve a starship uh, and bring that back. Uh, and then you started having horrific hallucinations. There was some form of exotic particle radiation leak coming from the engine, uh, which was unfortunately interfering with your, your perception and you're having these horrible, horrible hallucinations, especially somebody about their dad. So uh, yes, it's, uh, it, it wasn't pleasant. Um, and it almost ended in death. It, it unfortunately ended in death for the previous crew. But you managed to separate the engine that was causing the problem, blow that clear, and then use the secondary engine to push you over into Cambridge Wallace Space, which is the company that employed you to um, actually pick this ship up. After that, the um, hallucinations started to recede. Now, for the past two months, you have been uh, in psychiatric care, not because there's anything wrong with you, but it's more for observation, just to have things checked, to uh, just check responses, to give you time basically just to, to rest and recuperate. Um, during this time, you um, was also found out that there's been a slight alteration in your brain chemistry. Now it's nothing, nothing awful, nothing terrible, 
uh, but there are still ongoing tests which they want to carry out just to make sure that everything is absolutely fine. But since the incident, you've had no hallucinations. Yes, you've had a few restless nights. You've woken up a little bit sweaty uh, with your sheets covered in sweat. I've read the report. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not nice. It's not great. Um, but over the last few days, things have gotten better. And you've actually started to enjoy uh, actually putting your feet up for a little while. And then all that changes one day when everybody, in, uh, including somebody you've never met before, a gentleman named Vladimir, he is also uh, invited uh, to a small briefing and uh, you are taken into a large um, briefing room one of those really long long tables doesn't seem to end and there's seats all the way down each one's got its own individual lights the lighting overhead is really really misty because the recirculators aren't working properly it's pumping out more gases than there is oxygen it's really really frustrating just imagine a classic Ridley Scott shot and everything's quite dark but also bright at the same time who knows how that works so they basically just invited you down and it's basically one officer from Cambridge Wallace. Now, you were told very early on that um, there was gonna be no charges brought against you even though you only bought back half a ship uh, and you did not fulfill the uh, agreements of your contracts of, of, of actually going out to collect this vessel. But you, you have been paid. Uh, they realized the situation was not your fault. Um, but anyway, you are, you are interested, You're, you are um, invited in to this office and the gentleman that is in there doesn't give his name he basically sits you all down um and he also requested before you turned up to bring your kit bags so empty your lockers get your kit bags ready for a journey and come and meet me in the uh, in the briefing room and that's it as you all um, as you all wander in you all take your seats like i say you, all four of you all know each other one of your crew members uh from the previous adventure for whatever reason has not been invited and in fact, about two days ago, he basically not he, he sort of disappeared. He just said, "Look, I've been asked to go on the job. I'll see you soon," and then was, and then left the station. You've not seen him since. And he's being replaced by uh, by Vladimir, who you've uh, were introduced to briefly before you were shown into the office and before you were given your seats. The Cambridge Wallace uh, officer basically comes walking in with stacks full of papers and data pads, and he drops them all down on the table and. There's an awkward silence as he starts going through the paperwork, but not really addressing the fact that all of you lot are at the table. I is going for that old move. No problem. Is there any coffee in the room? <clears throat> there is, literally right behind where you're sat. Um, uh, it looks okay. like it's got a little bit misty in, in the in the um, in the glass jar, which obviously means it's probably not beautifully warm. But it's coffee at the end of the it's day. Probably not the freshest either. No. But I saw. Anybody else want a coffee? Yeah, I'll have one. I'll, yeah. I'll take one there, Remy, if you don't mind. Ah, jolly good. Sal, would you care for a coffee? I would say coffee, tea, something else, but there's only coffee. <laughs> Is he? Hello? He looks up. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll have a coffee, thank you. And he goes back to his pants. That's and as you pour in the coffee, he sort of um, sits down in the chair. So, you were the guys that survived the ship a couple of months ago, yeah? Yeah, the particle radiation, that's the one. Particle radiation, well, yeah, okay, whatever. Look, we got a job. Uh, we need a ship taken to Paladin Rock. Uh, it's about three months away. Uh, you're going to be given the, uh, the DSTV Grahams, so you're actually going to have your own ship. There will be a Sam on board uh, named Carter. He'll take care of you. All you need to do is take the ship. Take it over to Paladin Rock because they've actually mortgaged the ship for the next three years. You're going to drop it off and basically get the next transport back. How does that sound? 
Now, we do know that you've had a few issues. You've been going through tests. But as far as the site guys are concerned, all you guys are completely clear to do ship work. One of you guys can't make it, so I need to introduce Vladimir. He points at uh, your countenance. He's going to be taking the, the position that's free for the whole five-man crew. I don't know if you guys met out in the lobby. Yeah, we very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we spoke to one another. I have been assigned to your ship after your last failure as your chief security officer. I think failure is a trifle exaggerative. Uh, we, we achieved a 30% success. Yeah. Uh, creative, creative blunder is is a is a good way of referring to it. You know, just looks very unimpressed. He's a very he's a, he's got one charisma. He's not a very uh, good looking fella. He's very thin face, grim look on it. He just stares at the group of you. Fair enough. Okay, so you all got your kit bags. Now we need you off the station within the hour. There's a, a window for you to get going. Uh, so, well, that's pretty much it. You'll find uh, the Grahams on Doc CF. So, uh, yeah, have a good journey. I'll see you in, what, uh, six months? Okay. Six yeah. months it is. Uh, yeah, this back in space. And just so you know, this is full contract work. You're going to get fully paid. This will be full six months after your 25 years. If you get there in any time, and if, they, if you manage to drop the ship off and get a transport back within those six months, uh, there might be a bit of a bonus on top of it for you. Cambridge Wallace likes to take care of its people. Yes, we have experienced this for the last few months. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you got any questions? No. You got no, no questions at all? No. Well, what kind of ship is this, uh, Graham's? It's a deep space transport vessel. It's usually used to transport small goods and long sleep chambers for uh, major personnel. And Paladin Rock is? Paladin Rock is a agricultural center. It's basically a place where, ooh, so let's just say people like to go to to work for free. Look, I'm not going to be honest with you guys. It's a religious retreat, but they make agri-veg for us for absolutely nothing because they see it's part of God's work. So it kind of saves us money on labor. And we don't mind giving these people these places for them to work on. It keeps them quiet and out of the way and stops spooking people who don't believe in that kind of thing. At the so same religious time, colony. we make lots of money. Is the ship empty or are we carrying anything to them? Ship's completely empty. It's basically the ship's been dropped off there so that they can use it to bring in uh, more um, acolytes, they call them. Ah, so not for delivery of vegetables? Uh, no. Uh, the actual station itself is supposed to be equipped with sublight drives, but, uh, well, I guess we'll worry about transport costs when they actually get something grown. It's quite a new colony. Ah, they are a new colony. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Now, the guy you're going to be meeting there is going to be Father Carpenter. He's the guy that follows the teachings of Arthur Paladin. So when you get there, you go and speak to him. He'll get you guys sorted out, probably give you bunk quarters for a couple of days until the transport ship turns up, and then they'll bring you back. Uh, this religious group, does they have any particular rules that we should know about? Not really. They keep themselves to themselves. A lot of them are people trying to get away from stuff that they don't enjoy. They've got all got histories, of course. You know what it's like. Um, a lot of the time, they're, they're very, very peaceful, incredibly kind, and incredibly, uh, shall we say, quiet people. Apparently, they take different vows while they're there. Vows of silence, vows of celibacy, uh, vows of um, non-eating meat. Not that anybody eats meat these days. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, a nice, quiet place. Now, a lot of people use it as a retreat to go and get themselves calmed down. So we thought that this would be good for you guys just to go and go and walk in actual soil and breathe some proper recycled air in an agri-dome and maybe get a taste of what Earth was like. And then uh, just, just relax for a couple of days. 
maybe get some fresh recycled air into your lungs. Yeah, the, the air sounds good. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, sounds like a good mission. Thank you. It is a good mission, and it's good to yeah. you because hey, as you know, Cambridge Wallace looks after his people. He get, he gets like. 20p every time he says that like <laughs> you see hear a little ding in the background yeah. ding, oh. <laughs> all right if there's no more questions cf it is there will be a engineer there davis waiting for you he's he going to be casting you off and card is already on the ship yeah. excellent yeah it's a pleasure guys have a safe travel okay yeah thank you very much uh, jonathan remind me do we do hypersleep for long haul journeys or do we just bimble around the ship uh, hypersleep. Five days of getting up to speed and doing work on the ship to prep, to prep. You'll spend three months in long sleep, and then when you reach the remarker, and um, then you'll, you'll have, your deceleration takes five days, yeah. and then you'll do more work around the ship whilst you decelerate. Whilst you're asleep, the SAM will, uh, the, the synthetic will take care of everything. And we all know that that goes flawlessly well. Yeah. I have never known it to go wrong. Look, just going to an isolated place for a lot of very religious people who nobody really knows about that don't say anything are working. I mean, what could go wrong? Exactly. You know, right? Yeah. Not a cult. I'm not happy about this vow of celibacy nonsense. I hope, uh, I hope that's mostly for the gentlemen. <laughs> and yeah, it'll be, be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be a nice, relaxing mission. It's all good. We'll just be able to, you know, pop That's in. We'll oh, see you. And, uh, That's what we said yeah. about the last one. Yeah. That was also relaxed. In fact, uh, I do but, remember somebody yeah. saying, how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that may have actually been poorly as well. Yeah, that was a one-off thing, okay? That just was a, a, a random accident that occurred with the radiation. This is people. I mean, how bad could they be? I have felt and said that lightning does not strike twice in the same place. So it exactly. would be Vladimir who gets brutally murdered this time. <laughs> very, very true. I have been struck by lightning three times. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bay CF is not, it's not actually a bay at all. It's just a hard dock um, clamp, basically holding the uh, DSTV Grahams to the side of the, of the station. Uh, as you turn up, uh, Engineer Davis is there. You've seen him posturing around the station. He does odd jobs every now and then. He's basically in control of cast-off, which, be which basically just means he makes sure that ships undock safely and, and don't explode. As you're walking up, you see him filling out a clipboard, and um, he's not a very sort of approachable kind of guy. He's very serious about his work, and as you as you walk up towards him in sort of right stuff style with your kit bags, he sort of looks up and straight away, before anybody opens his mouth, he goes, Jesus Christ, you took your time! Which one are you in charge? Polly is in charge. Polly, yep, you got to sign here. Okay, yeah, right. So you guys got the Judas ship, huh? <laughs> well, good luck. I'll see you in six months. The what now? You got the Judas ship. No, no, the bit about good luck. What, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you got the Judas ship. No, no, what did tell you? Uh, this, no. ship, this ship's been abandoned three times, no crew. Yeah. The first time it was, oh, where was it now? I don't know. She was on a basic standard strip and some crazy guy and his Sam decided to take over the ship and try to kill everyone. The last time she was salvaged, she was in the Altai sector. All the doors open, the whole ship vaped. The entire computer core wiped clean, no sign of the crew. They got her back here about six months ago and refitted her and now she's ready to go out again. Judas ship. She's the most unlucky ship in the fleet. Anyway, have a nice trip. Bye. Yeah. Starts walking away. Okay. Oh, Polly, it's going to be easy, is it? it you every bastard. <laughs> every ship has its character. This one just kills 
people. Yes, but I'm most sure... characters are not murderers. That's true. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It'll be. It's it's fine. We're competent. Maybe it's, they were really fine. shit. It's fine. We know what we're doing. It's not it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, we have faced worse than this, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe those yeah. other ships, they were green crews. They did not uh, yeah. deal well with the void of space. Exactly. Let's go and meet Carter. Carter's actually standing in the doorway. Um, you can tell that it's a synth straight away. It has a sort of kind of a fe feminine uh, features, uh, but straight away it's got the bald head. It's got the, 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 the strange, almost lifeless eyes. The skin's far too smooth straight away. And even though it's, even though I'll, I'll say to Shea, well, it's a day, if, even though they're smiling, there's no real emotion there. It's just an affectation. It's the, it's uncanny valley. It's not even an uncanny valley. It's literally the uncanny Marianas Trench. It's really bad. So like holding a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I've made sandwiches. <laughs> and she's sort of there. She's got sort of hands interlocked. And as she, as, as she sort of walk up, she's, it, it, uh, she bows very slightly at the waist. Uh, good afternoon, Got gentlemen, out. and welcome to the Grahams. Yeah. I have prepared Hello. your long sleep pods, and the system is already prepared for undocking. She will be under her own power within 10 minutes, and the command tower has asked us to take a route of 8784B. Is this to your liking? Sounds perfect. Um, yes. Where is Thank the bridge? You. Let's get up there and yes. start poking those buttons. Very well. Is the uh, You can see the, the, the map of the DST Grahams up there, yeah? Yeah. Have you all got access to the map? Yep. 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 You're coming in through airlock six, the top right. Uh, basically, um, you walk along the tube. It goes under the ship, and you have to climb a ladder to get up and, in, and into it. Um, then she takes you through the cargo area, which has got a few bits and bobs in there, storage crates, uh, tubs, but nothing major. It's, it's not carrying anything at the moment. Mm -hmm. Through the through the common area, number four, uh, which is basically tables, chairs, a cafeteria. It's all, it's all very low ceilinged as well. If you were like more than six and a half feet, you'd, you'd be sort of wondering if your head's going to hit the ceiling every few, every oh, few seconds. Simon. It's not nice. Oh, oh that all right for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're sort of walking <laughs> slightly stooped. Um, but yeah, your long sleep chambers, she points off to the left where chamber three is, are, are in there. Um, and the, uh, the bridge has been opened and all protocols have been unlocked for you to use. Okay. Uh, Excellent. I'm going I'm to head head for the engine room to, yeah. to just make sure everything's okay yeah. before we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no leaking radiation. Pete, yeah, please make sure you check for any leaking radiation. <laughs> okay, don't okay. want to repeat it last time. Well, I'll go around you one at a time as I've got it laid out on my screen here to find out what each one of you want to do. This is going to be five days. In, uh, you can undock it quite easily. It's all done automatically, so it's no problem. Uh, once you undo your own power, then you take care of the ship. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, Remy, what are you going to be doing over the next few days? Next uh, I'm going to days? go through the ship's logs, um, read about what it's been used for before, yeah. see if there's any anomalies, run a full system diagnostic on mm -hmm. the, the ship's computer systems. Okay, then we'll make a D6 roll, uh, add your education score to it, and have you? what, what are your two um, crew, mem crew positions? I'm a science officer and yeah. a liaison. Okay, use your science officer uh, crew position. Target's going to be seven, standard seven. Okay, one, two, three. I rolled a one, but I still passed. Oh, brilliant. Well done. Just. So you start going through the details and you have a look. There is a huge gap of lost data, uh, about two months worth, uh, since there was an explosion at the Altai station. And then, uh, whatever reason, the entire log 
the computer system has been wiped and then doesn't restart again until she was salvaged two months later. That's the only bit of missing data. As far as the rest of the history of the ship's concerned, when she was originally commissioned, she was two weeks late off the production line because there was an accident. Um, and then when she was actually finally commissioned, she was actually a month late after her shakedown trials because there was a few issues that arose. She doesn't have a very good history at all. In fact, the ship was named after somebody, but there's absolutely no record of who it's named after. It's just called the Grahams. That's another bit of data that's lost. It's, it's, there's a lot of very patchy data. And by the looks of it, you know, if somebody's like working on a vehicle and they cock something up, so they just don't bother signing that say, oh, I didn't do that. That's what it feels like. People have left, purposely left out bits and bobs to make it look, look so it's not as bad as it actually seems. It's not great. Oh, this is not a good ship. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she just needs a little bit of tender love and care from our resident engineer, and she'll be ticking over fine in no time. Yeah, she'll be fine. Uh, Paulie, um, before you get to do anything, the ship explodes, you all die. That's the end. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> well, I, am, I, I knew Paulie say, would be the cause of all of it. Bloody hell, Paulie. Paulie, what do you want to do for the next five days? Do we have someone who is primary pilot? I just, yeah. I, we do. Okay, that's fine then. Because I have secondary pilots, I might pot around in there, but if someone else has got that, that's fine. Uh, as liaison, would I be able to look up anything about this religious group? Yeah, um, no Perhaps he wasn't telling us everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> basically, uh, the Paladin Rock is a religious retreat, uh, basically, and it welcomes all okay. religions. Doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're Christian uh, or if you're if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, it doesn't matter. They welcome all uh, religions to come there, and basically, it's a retreat so that you can go there. You can feel comfortable in your own space and then just relax, and also work on the gen veg, which is the stuff that they grow as as, uh, as food there. It's just been opened, and and he's right that, that the Cambridge Wallace officer is right. The reason why they've opened this place is because this religious order wanted to do it, and they're not going to have to pay anybody for doing it. People are yeah. going out there to work for them for free. Their only running costs is a transport ship to turn up every month to take the product away. And the actual running of the, of the station itself, of which the actual religious order are taken care of through donations from their representatives across the uh, explored space. So it's a win-win situation for Cambridge Wallace. Yeah. It's a result. So they're like, we don't care what you're doing here. Just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Just okay. get on with it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, uh, the way that Arthur, there's a gentleman called Arthur Paladin who many, many years ago uh, had the revelation that the further you go out into space and the further you get away from people behind you, the closer you will get to God. And that's why he's gone to this station. It's a very long way away. But the, the, by the looks of it, the way that the organisation works, they're going out step by step by step. They're trying to get as far away out from the centre of Earth as possible. They want to get away from the clutter of what Earth represents. And the further they get out of there, then the closer they're going to get to their maker. And that's really what they want. So they're basically the reason why it's called Paladin Rocks. That even though they are different religions, or sort of not not melding into one, but they've all come together. They're all yeah. following the teachers of Arthur Paladin. Uh, the people that run the person that runs it is Father Carpenter, uh, quite a, a large gentleman um, who obviously enjoys uh, his wine. Looking at his picture, he's got really rosy cheeks, and he's got two people that look after him. There's Cleric Portmentor and uh, Cleric Foster. Portmentor basically takes care of the ship running of every day, the, the whole running of the day to day running of it. Um, she looks quite, she looks like a, a WWE wrestler. She looks like she's seen some action. She's got some, a little bit of scarring. And Cleric Foster, who basically takes care of the paperwork. Everybody else uh, are known as acolytes, and they basically just basically just wander the station and doing their work. And for companionship, if nobody wants to speak to anybody else, they do have bat bred dogs there. 
they're not pure dogs. They're genetically yeah. uh, created with short lifespans so that they don't take up too much, uh, many resources. And then also when they die, they can be ground down and used as mulch for the actual beds and what have you. But yeah, they've got quite a few station dogs which sort of just roam around. Looking at the pictures, it looks like a really nice place. Everything's yeah. clean, everything's bright, well, as bright as it can be and dark. Um, but yeah, it looks like the kind of place that you, you would want to go to just to kick back and mm -hmm. relax. So it's the closest thing you only get, get to read, reading a novel on the beach. It's nice. Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Timothy. I'd like to medically check everybody for their mind, like I did yeah. last time. No problem at all. Medically check their minds. Brilliant. So um, with my four and my two and my two that I've rolled, it's lots of twos I'm rolling. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's an eight, though, however. the door as we're doing stuff. Just yeah. <laughs> I have this beautiful mental image of everybody trying to work and Timothy keeps walking up with little scanners. He's peeking around from behind doors and just making quick notes. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on right now. Timothy's getting, walking around. And of course, he can't hide. He's a very poor gentleman yeah. so to, to, to sneak around the edge of a door half of him has to stick out yeah. <laughs> he's like doing random scans on people's brains to make sure there's no radiation infection gotcha. um you you get you'd be given you were given the results uh, as the med, as the ship's medical officer uh, of everybody now there is a slight alteration in brain chemistry you've already been told that and you've already been shown the results as well you can't run those tests on this ship not with the facilities that you have you've got an auto dock and you've got some basic medical facilities but nothing that could actually stick a needle in somebody's brain and find out what the hell's going on in there. So have we all become a, having, really powerful psychics? Yeah, oh, that'd, that'd, be be that'd be nice. That'd be ace. Oh, I'm, I'm writing that down. Hold on. So that's for my next game. Thank you very much. We've become so, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the next gosh. game. We're the bad guys. You do notice of an, of an evening, all of those people who were on that ship with you previously, they do have very restless nights. I mean, the long sleep chambers are designed that you can use them as beds as well as um, those long sleep chambers. It's literally just like going to bed, stick a couple of stand scanners on yourself, drink a cocktail of something, fall to sleep. The long sleep chamber does the rest. But they do have very, very restless nights. Uh, and a lot of you, in fact, all of you, including you, Timothy, you don't remember what your dreams are. You do know that they're not nice. You're waking up a little bit sweaty, but every other night you're having a bad dream. Um, the... If you can scan brain patterns whilst they do that, that's the way the long sleep chambers have been set up. And in REM dreaming, it's usually a little bit of a swiggle, but this one is like an 8.0 on the Richter scale. People's brains are literally just going nuts inside their skulls. And then you wake up and don't actually remember what the hell's going on. As physically, they're fine. Uh, they, they are sleeping, they're not having very nice dreams, obviously, but they are sleeping absolutely fine. So um, no, medically, everybody seems to be sound. And there's a place for some... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, as a base result, Vladimir's is not going all crazy or anything like that. No, Vladimir, in fact, if you're using that as a base, a kind of, like I say, as a base result, something to compare it to, then yeah, Vladimir's brain patterns are absolutely normal. Okay. Well, I'm oh, glad I've got all that information. Oh. <laughs> and creepily, every now and again, someone might wake up in the night and see me writing above the head. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> It's okay. I'm just sketching. It's fine. It's fine. Just, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Vladimir, what are you doing for the next five days? I'd like to investigate this ship and try and get any clues of what took place here before the previous uh, cruise. Maybe uh, uh, dig up, maybe if there's belongings or something left behind, maybe yeah. in some of the air vents or shafts or something like that, maybe there's some clues left behind of what took place or happened here previously. Sure. Okay, make a security um, roll. So it's a D6 plus uh, your education uh, plus your security officer uh, crew position. Seven. Brilliant. So, yeah, you start having a look around. It looks like sections of the ship have been replaced. Um, 
there's one section of the ship actually is near the navigation center and literally the way ships are designed is that if something goes wrong instead of getting in them rewiring it or what have you you just rip the whole thing out and put a new one in it's so simple um and that's why that's why you've got crt screens instead of like fancy plasma ones because they're just easy to replace and if they're knackered up you just take one out and put a new one in you don't have to have a phd to fix anything on the vessel so but you do notice the navigation center is completely new I mean, since, I mean, it's, it's literally been looking at the serial numbers on the underside, just like it was installed like about a month ago, probably not long after she was salvaged. She spent six months being refit um, and the refit seemed to involve replacing outer doors uh, with brand new ones and completely replacing the, the way the locking mechanism worked. Now, the ship's old. She's about 12, 15 years old. She, I mean, most ships get about 30 to 40 years of service. So she's, she's already quite old as it stands. But it looks like every single safety protocol on the ship has been ripped out and then replaced with something brand new. Uh, the um, navigation console is a bit strange uh, because it is just the navigation console that has been replaced. Everything else on the on the bridge is still is, is almost pretty much original, but the entire navigation console has been removed. You also notice where the navigation console connects to the rest of the systems. There's loads of carbon scoring around the actual panel where it connects. So it either exploded or it went into some kind of meltdown. It wasn't pretty, whatever it was. Interesting. Uh, as far as personal belongings are concerned, there's nothing. Uh, the whole ship has been stripped clean. In fact, in some areas where you, where you open up the vents, the vents aren't big enough to get in. They're only small, unless you're tombs, of course. But you open up and have a look inside, and there's a whole stench of bleach. Like they've really deep cleaned everything and everything is so clean it's almost as new so you look you shine your torch or whatever you down the the air vents and it all it's all instead of coming up sort of spotting a little bit moldy it's all kind of bright and bright and silver this ship has been severely gutted and cleaned top to bottom okay it's somehow worse yeah that's actually worse <laughs> yeah. Not a good sign. Well, i don't know i'm thinking back to student accommodations at university and thinking do you know what <laughs> I'd have taken a haunted house if it had been cleaned. So you, you can come around to my place, but don't bring your black lights. So, yeah. So, Pete, the engineer, um, you go and check the engine. Uh, so make your D6 roll, add your uh, education score and add your um, um, crew position. Yeah. Yep. Uh, eight. Eight. Excellent. The engines are in really good condition. Uh, they're old and they are completely original. Virtually nothing has been changed in the engine. I mean, some of the capacitors have had to be replaced. They always have to be replaced. Yeah. Um, and they and, and they feel feed into the converters and they've obviously been replaced as well because they have to be replaced every couple of years. Uh, well, I think it's every two years or every 200 light years. So, um, so yeah, so they've all, been, they've all been done and replaced. But yeah, it's the ship, the actual engine itself is in really good condition. In fact, it's a really good model. It's an older model, but it's actually a really good, efficient model. So um, it's proper um, Cambridge Wallace engineering. Um, something that Cambridge Wallace do Cambridge Wallace do do well is build starships, and this is a really really well built starship. The only thing that really stands out is that the navigation connection units are all completely new. Uh, all the wiring, where the navigation is, all the power wiring which goes from the engine core, it splits a bit very Star Trekky. So if something goes wrong in the engine room. And it blow it'll blow up on the on the, on the uh, sort of the um, the adjacent console in the, in the on the bridge. It looks like all the power conduit and leads leading to the navigation um, console have been completely replaced. Okay, um, I'm going to spend some time. Uh, uh, basically, I want to be able to get from the engine room yeah. to the exit mm -hmm. without being able to without needing to see. Without needing um, to. 
see. Yeah. So if if all the power goes down or anything, I want to, I literally want to be able Wait. to. And feel my way to get out. Um, okay. I'm going to put an extra suit in the engine room. Yeah. Because I think I'm a bit paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's an, emer- there's an emergency vac suits in the engine room anyway. They're not for prolonged oh, use, cool. not, not like a space suit. I mean, yeah, you're jumping yeah. in an emergency, you probably last for you about. 40 minutes to an hour if you if you yeah, if, yeah. as long as you don't hyperventilate and you're sparing with the oxygen yeah. the actual yeah. space suits themselves which are good for 12 hours 12 to 12 to 20 hours depending on use um but yeah if you want to take one of the i mean the actual um spaceships themselves they're in these large sort of display cases tubes which you can open yeah, up yeah. you can disconnect it yeah. and wheel it into the engine room if you want to with a little bit of help from somebody else yeah? yeah okay yeah, no yeah. that's not a problem you can wall that into place you have to yeah. you have to set up its own power socket a little bit of jury rigging because it needs constant power yeah. feed into the suit just to make sure that yeah. it's fully powered when you actually put it on and then leave otherwise you put the suit on no lights come on you suffocate but yeah. um but yeah that's that's easy enough to do. it's literally just sticking a new power socket in and then sticking the plug yeah. in and every time I see O'Toole, I'll just smile at him. I was going to just gonna say, in the background, every time you're like dragging stuff around, O'Toole's like writing notes. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or I'm walking around with a blindfold on. Yeah, he's bumping into walls and tables yeah. and chairs. Yeah. Everybody's trying to sleep and all you can hear is, oh, ow, oh. <laughs> oh, I reckon after five days, I've got it down pat. I reckon that after two days, and I see you've been doing it, I might start stretching some bits of rope across at ankle height. <laughs> Do you want to do that? <laughs> is the, the the synths okay? Like, if we go up to it and say, hi, how are you doing? It doesn't go like, you must be destroyed. You must be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. you know, Her eyes suddenly going red and she starts talking like a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> no, she... Um, no, she all, all she's doing is the menial tasks around the ship. Uh, if, if asked to help out with something else, she will come and help. She's, she's basically programmed and trained to basically help. She, uh, the way the companies work, they would rather a human being do the work because they can be trusted to do the right thing if necessary. Uh, the synth is there to help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the synth is there basically just to help. She'll take care of everything else when your guys are all tucked up safely in your long sleep chambers. Um, but yeah. So what you're saying is Carter unit is operating within normal parameters. Yes, that's right. Yes. In fact, Paulie, <laughs> in fact, Paulie when you walk up to her and ask, what, what are you actually going to ask her when you walk up? Uh, I will. I will try. I'll just be trying conversational because I don't think I'd be like, "Are you wanting to? Are you having like? Are you breaking the first law of robotics?" No, no, I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever read Asimov? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so is this is this your first ship? Probably the first people that you've worked with, or have you worked with lots of other? Uh, I have been on several DST vessels, crew. but this is the oh. first vessel. This is the first time I have been on the DSTV Grahams. Oh, okay. Uh, have you heard about the reputation? It's apparently I, a little bit. I believe that Engineer Davis referred to it as the Judas ship, which I believe actually refers to the idea of a Judas on old sailing ships, which would bring bad luck and possibly death to the crew. Ah. I apologise if this alarms you in any way. No, no, pff, it's probably just superstition. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I detect nervous laughter. Would you like me to make you a tea? No, no, it's it's quite all right. Um, it's it's fine. Apparently, <laughs> I see Timothy of, writing away in the corner yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just apparently, you know, one of the synths may have done some 
killing of the previous crew, but I, you know, it, I'm sure that shot. Was this an older model? <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, yeah, yeah, definitely an older model. Well, there have been known to be more functions, human-wise as well as synthetic-wise, throughout many, many ships. But I am I sure the simplicity of this run, going to Paladin Rock, will not cause any problems for me, the crew, or the vessel itself. So well, please, thank you. please be at peace. May I call you Paulie? Yes, of course you can call me Paulie. Thank you, Paulie. Please be <laughs> as, at peace, a, Paulie. Has like a chloroform rag, be at peace, go to that's fine. It'll be the it'll be the cult that kills us, not not the not the synthetic. So it's all good. So anything else anybody wants to do before you retire to your long sleep chambers? Oh, uh, somebody's putting the coordinates and all that for the ship. That's or is that just doing it itself? Uh, but the, you were given the coordinates, so oh, okay. you can that's, you can sit yeah, down and you can basically just double check and double check. But um, okay. it's, it, to be honest, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You're not you're not making any okay. detours. You're not going around any dead stars. So it's pretty much straight straightforward there. Back and Excellent. back. Yeah, then we're all, we're all good. Nice and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's you retire to your long sleep chambers. Uh, you get dressed down to your unders. Uh, basically, you each climb into you, uh, your own chamber. You put one sensor on your temple. Sensor, two sensors, both on each uh, of your breasts, uh, and one over your heart, of course. Um, and that's it. You drink your cocktail, uh, which, which does take like taste like dog piss. It's, it's like it's like lemon juice and urine. It's not nice, uh, but yeah, you, you down that because that's going to help you get to sleep and it'll slow your metabolism right down. Um, yeah, you lie down. The lid comes down one by one. You drift off. You don't. You can't tell if it's the lights of the room dimming or whether it's just the fact that you're falling to sleep because the gases are now being pumped into your long sleep chamber. But slowly you fall to sleep. Three months later, you're woken. In fact, hold on just one second. Everybody roll 1d6. I want to know if anybody rolls a one. Oh. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I did. Okay, yeah. So Timothy, oh, Remy, I got a six. That's fine. Vladimir, That's fine. you all rolled a, D a one on a d6, yeah? Right, during long sleep, there is a one in six chance that you will relieve yourself in your sleep. So uh, I, I do apologise. So that's, that's amazing, I added to my cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had that curry sauce. But um, but yeah, um, you're, you're awoken by, um, it feels like, you know when you, you're only half asleep in the, in the afternoon and then uh, somebody turns a light on, you can see it through your eyelids. It's kind of like that. So the light is coming through. And then it's, as you open your eyes, the actual lights themselves are really, really dim. And then it's slowly getting a lot lighter just to basically to accommodate you, um, to, you're waking up. Sounds like there's an alarm going off in the background, but it turns out it's a foreign object alarm. And it's only going off in Remy, Timothy's and Vladimir's uh, long slid chambers. So um, it's like a little beeping noise. And in the corner, again, with the hands like that, is uh, Sam Carter, um, synthetic Carter. And she's standing by the door as if she's, as if she's waiting. Um, there's red lights flashing in the corners uh, as certain units are sort of coming back into life. And then one by one, each one of your pods pops open. Uh, you've done about 10 light years. And so it's going to take, it usually takes about one minute per light year to sort of get your head back together. So you're all very groggy for about uh, for about 10 minutes. And in and Remy, uh, Carter walks up to you um, about five minutes later and sort of leans in. Would you require assistance, Remy? Can you help me get to the shower? Of course. I shall take you first, but do not worry about your chamber. I shall take care of all of the cleaning oh, procedure. God. 
Polly says one. that loud. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, she's trying to be as, as you know, as no, coy as possible. I know, I know. You know she wasn't going to walk over and go, hi, Remy, you appear to have shit yourself. Which is not like, <laughs> so, you know, so. <laughs> and you, Tim. And you, Vladimir. Yeah. So, yeah, one T- more. She's a medical professional. He goes, oh, Jesus Christ, what a... Oh, no. Oh, no. I oh, hold on one, one in six oh, chance. <laughs> not again. I'm going to go to the shower. Don't nobody oh, breathe no. this in. It's dangerous. <laughs> Just give me 10 minutes. The 20. So, um, yeah, so one by one, she takes you all away. I mean, you're very groggy, but like literally 10 minutes later, one of the good things that that dog piss does, the, um, the stuff that you drank, is that it lays dormant in your system. So when you do come out of long sleep, it sort of activates enzymes and it sort of gives you a bit of a, your body a bit of a, a, a jolt. That's in case there's an emergency. You don't want to be staggering around groggily for, for 20 minutes, half an hour, and thinking, oh God, where's all the atmosphere going? So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, so it sort of helps you, helps you sort of wake up. And then, and then she gets the rest of you up. And then when you all, everybody's cleaned up and you're all heading into the common room in, in room four, um, yeah, she's put down some food, some very light food. It's kind of like, like toasted buns. It's best not to eat too much. You, you, you should eat after long sleep to help get the metabolism going, but don't, don't overdo it. She's something has been lying there doing nothing for three months. Do uh, we have paper prints. money or are we on like credit stick type? Credit, credit sticks, yeah. Okay, you, I'll... I'll bash two credits into the shit yourself punt fund. <laughs> yeah. So now the the fund now stands at four hundred and twenty credits. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, so you're doing quite well. But um, but yeah, you have an ID chip. You can either wear it as a badge or you can have it implanted somewhere on your body, and that's basically like your credit card. So every time you want to do a, um, a you purchase something or use some of your pay, you just hold it up and it does it does the rest. So but anyway, um, yeah. Um, as you're all sort of settling down, she's sort of standing in the corner. Of course, synthetics don't eat or drink anything. And um, as you're all sort of just settling down, drinking coffee, tea, whatever, or drinking water. And in fact, the water is actually very fresh, actually, because all the recyclers have all been replaced. And uh, yeah, it's quite pleasant. And then she's standing at the doorway to the bridge or the corridor leading up to the bridge. Uh, the outer marker has been reached and her destination is five days away. Okay. That's we have okay. received confirmation from Paladin Rock of our arrival. Uh, I have already transmitted our manifest and they have accepted the bond and they are expecting this in five days. Okay, excellent. Time to yeah. do some work yeah. for yeah. this pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So for the next five days, you're doing pretty much what you've been doing before, going through systems, making sure the ship's running okay and basically going through the entire decelerating procedure. As you come into view of Paladin Rock, it is basically a giant floating potato. And it is in the middle of nowhere. It's not actually trapped in an orbit of a star. So the only light that's on here is uh, like a, there's like an unnatural glow which goes all around it. And that's basically generated from loads of small plants all over the actual asteroid itself. Uh, the actual um, base, as you come into view, is three domes and a landing pad. You, you can see the image, yeah? You will access yeah, to that yeah, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, basically all you need to do, the landing pad itself, even though it's a landing pad, it's not actually a proper docking bay. So you are landing on the pad and then a docking tube will come up to attach and then you have to climb down the ladder to get into the station properly. So it's a pad. Oh, and magnetic clamps will keep you in place. Unfortunately, the actual station itself does not have an automated docking system. It's, uh, it's only up and running. They haven't managed to get it working yet. In fact, that's something they're going to need an engineer for, Pete. So uh, they need to get that up and walking. So whoever's piloting the ship is going to have to dock it manually. I have pilots, but it's not good. 
Right, Paulie. Yeah, so you, uh, you basically, you, you, you sort of. <laughs> last time I tried to land a ship, I crashed it. So that's what happened to Nye last time he tried to land a ship as well. Though. And I was a trained pilot in that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's quite easy, to be honest with you. You are coming. There's, there's no rush whatsoever. Uh, yeah, you, you, you just come in slow. Uh, all you need to do, you don't, you don't even have to get it dead on target because the actual landing pad mm-hmm. will shift its position to actually match up with the docking tube. Yeah. So okay. as long as you just land on the pad. The actual station itself will take care of the rest. So yeah, make a um, well. You're coming in slow. You're not doing anything too physical. So we'll use education. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's your yeah. education that's, that's plus good. your piloting, your crew member. Yep. Uh, okay. Whatever your score so is plus a D six. And it's easy as well. So you're looking at six. Four. Okay, that's great then. Uh, that is a nine. Brilliant. So yeah, you come in. You come in with your eyes closed, actually, with sort of leaning back on your seat like that, going, "Yeah, whatever." Sort of doing that with the wheels. You sort of back her into, you know, no problem at all. Yeah, you yeah, come exactly. in nice and slow, nice and tight. You get a dead on target. She clamps down. The magnetic clamps kick in. There's a slight shift. You feel like, a, like your ears pop slightly. There's a slight shift in your body weight as the artificial gravity switches over from the station, uh, from the starship to the station. Um, you don't want both gravity plates on the go because it'll just make you feel sick and weird. Uh, that all, that all uh, flips over, and then next thing you know, the docking tube's been extended, and yeah, everything seems to be cool. Excellent. Nice work, okay. Paulie. Certainly yeah. better than my landing on the last ship. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's, it's whatever. It's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> question that I probably should have asked, are these pacifists? Are they are they non-violent or because do we see uh, any like weapon emplacements or anything? No, or no, no, no like, weapon no, emplacements no. at all on the vessel. Okay, on, on yeah, station. that's that's fine. Just kind of. In fact, uh, yes, look, they have three hundred rail guns and are standing <laughs> by with spears. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And a man with a finger could Donald. Um, but the one thing you do you did read in the report from uh, from yeah. BBC is the fact that yeah they do there are they are a, a non-violent order. Uh, but there are no weapons on board the station at all. Okay. Um, yeah. And they don't allow them. It's simple as that. <laughs> I'm looking to the, the security officer a bit concerned now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't look too happy. I don't, I don't <laughs> like this. Uh, this is not a good sight. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be lenient. They're, it's fine. Yeah. Even if you're not allowed weapons, you are a weapon compared to these people. They're going to be like religious extremist vegetarians. Extreme, a, they're extreme vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> slip a steak knife in my uh, my suit. <laughs> now they take offense at the word steak, so you need to, you know. <laughs> so a, a it's a veggie knife. Veggie <laughs> knife. It's a sport. Um, okay, so uh, Sam uh, synthetic Carter um, comes walking over. Again, she's got her hands up. Um, she, she looks. She looks over it all. I keep saying she. I do apologize. I do mean they, because they're completely sexless. Um, but it is and, Sam, and it is called Carter, so yeah. we've all seen Stargate. I uh, see. That's the. That's the I'm just reading that. I'm thinking, where did I get that from? That's obviously it. So well, now all I'm seeing is Sam Carter, but as an android, and bald, weird. So um, still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, she says, "Enjoy your stay, gentlemen. Uh, I shall take care of the vessel for you. Uh, would you like me to keep the doors open or closed?" Closed. Keeps them closed, is Sephiroth. Yes, yes, closed. But, you know, just just on the off chance, you know, they want to take it for a joyride or whatever, only let us in. If one of us is but security, let security in. protocols are engaged yeah. and only okay. crew members will be allowed to access and use Excellent. the vessel. Yeah. 
just just you on the safe side. I'm sure they're lovely people, but maybe they'll be like, "Ooh, can we just have a have a fun time with the spaceship without asking?" And then we'll be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, they're doing donuts." <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that I can do for you, gentlemen, before you depart? Oh, you've done a, a brilliant job. Thank you, Cartel. That's no problem at all. And then she pulls out two steak knives and starts stabbing you all. That's the end, guys. <laughs> no, so um, so yeah, the door, the basically you go out into the airlock. Uh, you've got the main airlock door, but then it's the floor that slides open, and then you've got the ladder uh, going down. Remy, do you want to? Do do you want? He wants to, to go that? first. Yeah, I was about to say, do you want because you've got liaison as well. Uh, I see how it is. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah I'll back you up. Yeah. All right, you, go down the, you go down the docking tube ladder and it goes down into a quite an open area. And if you look on the map in location four, you'll see the door at the top um, of the of the dock. Uh, and standing there waiting for you is um, Cleric Portmenter. And she is quite tall. Uh, she's got a head sort of shaved, but it's still kind of bristly. And there's a little sort of knot at the back, sort of hanging down uh, about half a foot. And to her right is a lock, what looks like, you've never seen one before, uh, but it looks like a dog. I mean, we know it looks like an Alsatian, uh, but it looks like it's been shaved in certain areas. And it's like little implants because they're genetically bred, but they're not perfect. So they have to have little bits done to them just to make them sort of function. Uh, and its eyes look like glass. Other than that, it just looks like a dog. And it's just sat next to her, its tail not moving, its head up, its ears up, just looking at you all, almost like it's um, waiting for you to do something. Oh, um, marvellous. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a doge. So, um, yeah, she sort of stood there waiting. Uh, she, she, she's actually fussing the dog, and as you all get down to the bottom, the lad just sort of looks up, and a smile comes across her, across her face. And then she walks over, and like I say, she's a, she's a big woman, and she looks like she could rip the, the face off um, the, the average wrestler. Yeah. But she walks over, and very gently, she's got a very soft-spoken voice, she puts her hands together and looks and says, may the blessings of Arthur Paladin be upon you, and welcome to Paladin's Rock. Thank you oh, very much. Thank you very much. We have, we've brought you a spaceship. <laughs> and thank you very much. Can you, uh, we will send instructions to Cambridge Wallace that it is turned up intact and on time. Of course, after we have done an inspection to make sure that what they have delivered to us is exactly what we have ordered. And then we will make arrangements for the mortgage. But in the meantime, please feel free to wander the station and enjoy the delights and the, the restful recreation that this station offers. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, now you'll find that we have two agridomes which you, you, which you may use at your leisure if you wish to help with the planting and the growing of crops of gen veg in there then you are more than welcome to but if you want to relax there after your long journey then please feel free just to sit down in the grass and just enjoy yourselves you'll find that the can't. air is being recycled on, on a triplicate system so it would be just as fresh as anything you find on earth and in fact as she says that you, you do realise that it's like you can actually catch your breath you can actually take a deep breath and actually fill your lungs whereas beforehand you'd be taking a deep breath it was like you're in a room full of smoke but now it's just really it's just just feels so nice in fact it, it almost makes you dizzy that is very good uh, air yes <laughs> it's very nice thank you uh would we be able to or i and remy or whoever be able to speak to the uh, mr paladin uh, father, 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 um, oh. Oh, 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 Arthur Paladin, unfortunately, yes. not. He, he has been dead for 72 years. But Father, oh, father, father Carpenter, uh, Carpenter, yes, he's Carpenter, actually sorry. in a prayer meeting at the moment uh, with some oh, of the acolytes, and he would be available within the hour. Uh, I, I must ask, I understand that you have come here from Cambridge Wallace, and no doubt you have lots of 
thoughts and maybe even some uh, preconceptions about what happens here. Are any of you carrying weapons of any kind? Vladimir, did you bring any weapons with you? Decto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've got a choice between a Dazer Mark III, the, the stun pistol, a standard yeah. automatic pistol, or a security shotgun. Oh, uh, shotgun. Um, Imagine but, uh, Outland, the shotguns in Outland. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought of. Yeah. Uh, no, Vladimir uh, left it on the ship. I'm, I am not armed. It is on the ship. Yeah. Good. We do not allow any weapons of any kind on, on the station. We'll even find that even our knives have been blunted for use. So, um, if you oh, wish that's, to... That's even more horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I don't say that. I don't say that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I have... Um, if she hands each of you a small sort of data pad, uh, kind of a, like a mobile phone sort of size thing. On here, you'll find all those regulations. Uh, you'll find zonage, and you'll also find a map and the layout of the actual station. We do have an issue with the automated docking system. Is there somebody that can help us with that? We do not have a dedicated engineer. We also have an injury. Uh, uh, sorry, we also have a medical unit but without any trained doctor. And we have had a, a few illnesses over the last few days. Um, so if you can, if you can offer any kind of engineering or medical assistance, that would be that would be most most helpful. Um, I'd, I'd be very happy to um, to have a look at your uh, your automated docking Excellent. system. Uh, well, you'll find that the main system is actually in the docking area, and you'll also find the subsystems are in the power core. So you'll find all the details on there. There is equipment in the storage area as well, so um, you, you should be able to find anything you need. Okay. And I can help with any uh, medical issues you got there. You're Timothy O'Toole, yes? That's correct. You have to excuse me. I was sent your briefs uh, before you came here. Apparently, <laughs> briefs? Some... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> 10 packets of pants. It was really weird. So, um, I lost train of thought then. I do apologize. I'm just thinking about underwear now. How weird is that? So, um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. I so, was well, sent I might your... not look like the healthiest person. I am. <laughs> well, I, I did hear that you shat yourself on the ship. So, oh, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> So um, I did receive all your case files um, with all those so weird like numbers. One in six chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so yes, um, I understand that maybe you had some issues with the vessel about two months ago, well, about five months ago now. So, yeah, by all means, um, take, take advantage of what this station offers as far as rest and relaxation is concerned. But the sounds of things, you actually, you actually require it. Uh, you actually deserve it. I do apologise. I do apologise. Um, so if you'll excuse me, I have to I'm going to attend the prayer meeting. Please feel free to wander the station as you see fit. There are absolutely yep. no limitations. Thank you. Okay. And then she yeah. turns with the dog. The dog sort of looks at you and then sort of starts to turn and stops, turns and looks again, and then and then follows her as if it's sort of doing a double take like it's not That's too like short. glint of red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then. And then and then we could do a cutscene to the inside of the dog's view, and he's targeting each one of you, saying yeah. the target acquires. Yeah. Oh my god. It's going through going, easy target, easy target. Probably gets to Vladimir and goes, dangerous target. Scans his back, no weapons, goes back up, easy target. Yeah. yeah. So they disappear off down that main corridor, heading off. So you're all standing in the docking area. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, this looks like, it looks like they've, they've received quite a lot of goods recently. Lots of stuff still packed up. There's a little bit of disarray. And there are a couple of people working there. They're not dressed in sort of monk's robes. Even they are, they are dressed quite simply, but they are dressed um, functionally. So they're sort of wearing like a simple smock on top, but they are wearing proper work boots and, and trousers because, you know, health and safety. Health and safety in the religious workplace. Have they put us in a bunk room together or have they separated us up? If you look at your map 
you have been given your own book room, and it's the number 10 area on the top right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, all the other book rooms are um, taken up. This is quite a large station. I didn't put a key on there, actually, but uh, oh, it doesn't matter. It is quite a large station. Uh, so you, you pretty much got like a 12 bunk room to yourselves. Uh, right. Um, I'm going to go and dump my stuff in the bunk room then. Yes, okay. I shall also do that. Yeah. What's What's the common room like? The common room is basically just, it's like, um, it's got, it's a huge, again, it's got a dome going over the entire area. So mm -hmm. um, imagine like a, a, like a, imagine like an open office, like with cubicles, and then there's oh, a dome okay. going over it. Yeah, it's basically like, that's yeah. the layout of that. So, um, but yeah, the common area is, is a bit like your common area back on the ship. So you've got tables, chairs, there's some games yeah. consoles. Um, it's basically just the, the PS27 is there. So it's basically, there's, there's loads of bits and bobs and stuff for people to do there. Um, yeah, and as you, as you go walking around, there's lots of, there's lots of acolytes sort of walking along. And, and when you go past, they, they, do, they do the bows, they go past. Some of them say greetings. Some of them don't say anything at all. Uh, maybe they're the ones that are taking the bow of silence. Yeah, yeah, uh, Some of them exactly. are really old and been helped by other acolytes that obviously come here to retire or to pass away because uh, they want some greens of their feet before they die. It's um, yeah, it's, it's, and there's an air of calm. It's not weird, not like that Red Dwarf episode, Demons and Angels, where everybody's walking around, there's music playing, and everybody's going, "Oh, my heart bubbles." It's 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 just like everybody's everybody's just chilled out, and everybody's calm, and it's yeah. just pleasant. See, like guys, I told you, they're they're just lovely, sweet, just uh, religious people. I'm sure they, you know, it's fine. Does anyone feel like this was a little bit too easy? <laughs> so I'm going to run this entire adventure it's, and nothing happens. Why do you have to be so negative? Just, I just go and help some people who are sick. Yeah. Um, mind you, if they are sick and you need somebody to run an analysis of DNA assays, give me a shelter. Yeah. And if if you need okay. me to talk to someone, yeah, that, yeah I can do. That. <laughs> Polly, you already talk too much. I don't need you to come and talk some more. That you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, this is our time to relax. You know, um, Polly, while I yeah. um, while I'm working on this, can can someone just kind of check in on me every couple of hours? You know, just so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, just I think I feel a bit safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vladimir will yeah. we'll check in. I, I will. I will watch over you, Pete. We are, we they actually what well, ends up happening is we become the bad guys. They're terrified of us, like yeah. constantly. Just when one of us goes in the room, we all follow in. Like, actually, you leave Pete alone for now. I let him roll the dice. Sorry, Pete, you're dead. So anyway, let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So well, Tim, first of all, we'll deal with you. Uh, you head off to the med bay, and it's, the illnesses are very basic: sprains, the odd cut here and there. There's been a, a spate of headaches, and you realise you, you you've managed to, and straight away you recognise it as um, a kind of asphyx, not asphyxia. What do they call it? Um, hypoxia. Uh, and there's a couple of rooms, a couple of areas which aren't getting because the station's just been reopened, which aren't getting proper airflow, and then people are working in there for long hours. Um, and so you point that out, and then Pete, that's your cue to go down there and have a look and say, "Oh God, yeah, the flows aren't working." clear out some bits and bobs, put a new state, put a new motor in, everything's fine. And it, uh, areas start to get well. Uh, as far as the um, the docking system's concerned, it's actually, it's not that it's broken, it's that it doesn't exist. The actual right. system is, is in place, but the software isn't there. Now okay. you can download it if you want to from your ship on, onto this system, but it won't be perfect, but it'll work. But it's a bit weird that they've sent the ship here and there was no 
there's no docking, there's no automated docking software installed in the automated docking system. As you're okay. all checking this out, Vladimir, um, you've gone sorted your bunk out and have it with Wanda, and then you see somebody dressed like cleric portmentor, a uh, quite a large guy, uh, about as portly as Timothy, but I don't take anything away from you, Tim. And uh, he's come walking up towards you in his clothes, and he sort of walks up and says, I understand, sir, that you are Vladimir, and you have come with the uh, DSTV Grahams. Ah, that is correct. Oh, good. Then perhaps you could actually answer a question for me, which is something quite confusing. Um, Cambridge Wallace, of course, have leased this entire station to us to use at our own discretion. Um, they appear to have installed cameras all over the station, something that we didn't didn't actually ask for. Could you, could you explain why at all? I, I don't know if you have any inside information as to this, but the looks like they had cameras installed all over these all over the station. I must apologise. I do not know uh, anything about this. But when when were cameras installed? Oh, oh about three months ago now. Now, hmm. uh, as transport ship turned up to drop things off, and the engineering crew stayed. They said it was basically standard security procedure, but they were putting cameras in every single area, covering every single part of the station. And what was peculiar is that there is no station set up inside this in, on, on the entire rock to monitor these cameras. They did say they were going to come back and actually install a security system at a later date, but we never saw anything else. That now, it's, 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 it's not that we want to complain. Obviously, Cambridge Wallace have done quite a lot for us. What concerns us is the fact that this is a station and our order requires privacy in many areas. And it's just, we feel it's a little bit intrusive. Is that something you speak to your superiors about? Yes, I can take this back to the top of the chain and see what is going on. May I, may I, I will also take a look at cameras. Mm -hmm. that, that would be highly, highly uh, appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know if you're actually part of any religious order at all, but we are having actually uh, our evening prayers in Dome 1, uh, the North Dome, uh, in about two hours. If you let the rest of your team know, you are more than welcome to come along and join the choir. I will let them know. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I do appreciate it. I'm, I'm being called to prayer, actually. So hopefully, if you do need me, then please, please, please call. And as he's walking off on his comm, you can hear the, the Muslim call to prayer song. And you can hear it in the distance echoing, but it's coming over his comm as well. And he, he sort of hovers off down the corridor. Are, can I see one of these cameras in this room that I'm in now? In fact, there's two cameras in this room. Uh, one's being set up to focus on the door, and the other one's being set up to focus on any area that the first camera wasn't focused on. Now, these are very small cameras, uh, and then but you recognise the design straight away. Uh, they are um, what like wireless cameras. They're not designed to be wired into any system. They transmit wirelessly. Mm. How high up are they on the wall? Um, probably up in the corner. You, if you stand on tippy-toe, tippy-toe, what am I saying? If you stand on tiptoe, yeah, you should be able to reach it, no problem. Okay, yeah, I'd like to stand up on my tippy-toes and get a better look. <laughs> yeah, you reach up. Uh, it's magnetically attached to the wall. It's basically, just, just imagine a very small um, version of a normal sort of box security camera. Uh, right. You sort of stand up, and you sort of pull it, it's actually wired into the wall, into a small power, into the actual... Um, station system very easy to do it's literally just like a crocodile clip going onto a wire it just drains mm. a very um small amount of power from it uh, but yeah you can take it off the wall it's standard issue it's cambridge wallace made it's standard issue um it's just a it's, it's the kind of security camera that you'll stick on your ship if you haven't got a security camera on there already kind of thing you buy down the store and then bring along and stick outside your house because it's not already installed it's um but yeah it's uh, yeah it's high, very it's, it's good quality stuff it's also motion triggered as well 
So if I take it off the wall or if I do anything with it, like, is there any sort of sensors that go off? Any sort uh, of like... you see, as soon as you walk in front of it, uh, you see the red light come on. This means it's basically started um, casting its image to where it's casting its image to. Um, but other than that, no, no alarm goes off or anything. So it's hmm. quite normal. Okay. All right. I'll make note of this. Yeah. Be sure to let the others know. Mm -hmm. uh, Remy, where are you? Um, after I've dropped my stuff off, I'm going to go for a look at the Agridome because plants. Agridome. Wow. If you imagine, you've all seen Silent Running. If you imagine the Agridome in Silent Running, or even, even the Eden Project uh, in the south of England, you have got the, just a huge dome and it's just filled with plants. Um, have you ever seen plants before? Maybe yeah, a video? Pictures, yeah. Little, little yeah. tiny ones in pots, yeah, cactus, in yeah. like the offices of very very wealthy people well this is a little bit disconcerting it's like you, you're literally walking you're surrounded by living things because it's and it's also there's a kind of it's it's like going into a bit of a greenhouse it's not it's not roasting hot but you do feel the heat difference as soon as you step over the threshold and it's very very brightly lit and so straight away your eyes start to ache because you're not used to brightly lit places because it's it's those dark places so weird so, so it's um yeah so it's all a bit um it's all a bit bright but very grassy and they've already started building these huge lots uh, which they're actually uh, growing um gen veg in and gen veg is basically every single vegetable that you can think of all mashed together in a genetic pile and then grown to a sprout it's like they're like potato come swede come carrot so it's just basically has all the benefits of every vegetable that you can think of uh, but genetically uh, tampered with which is very interesting from a scientific point of view, but uh, what's the fauna like? The fauna is basically like you've got ferns uh, from... Is that um, flora? Earth, I'm whatever. thinking more about the fauna. Oh, I'm on board. Yeah, not plants. No, yes, but so there is oh, nothing. There is There are no animals in here whatsoever. Uh, I was looking for something no bees, more especially. sophisticated than yeah, animals. Remy's, Remy's looking for people. A particular kind of fauna. Yeah, yeah. attractive uh, people. Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been um, five months. That's true. Oh, you spent three of them asleep, so what does that tell you? So the... Um, yeah, the, the, there's lots of acolytes in there, all of um, varying uh, sizes and different kinds. You can tell they're all different religions from the symbolism that they're wearing, but they're all dressed in a similar way, the smock, the work trousers and the boots. Some of them are standing around chatting, having a bit of a drink. Um, some of them are actually drinking fresh water. Mm, weird. Uh, other ones are basically working in the fields. Uh, but yeah, it's everything. And everything's quite everything's I'll tell you what you need to make actually. Uh, make a roll against, uh, make, a, make a pressure roll, but, it, but it's not going to go against your pressure score. So you add your, um, oh Lord, I even broke the walls, I can't remember what to do. Hold on a second. Uh, add your strength and your education score together, and then roll a d6 and just add it all up. The target is 10. Hey, I got 11. Brilliant. As, as you walk in, it's a little bit disconcerting. You've never been in a place this huge before. It is like walking into a a stadium but without the seats so there's loads and loads of space it's absolutely huge it's like wait whoa 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 it's a little bit you get a little bit sort of wobbly but you catch yourself and sort of keep your eyes on the horizon so to speak and keep your eyes down um but yeah it's a little bit it's a little bit strange and it smells weird as well sort of musty so um it's that weird plant smell that people talk about uh, or, or, gonna... or maybe you've just woken up from long sleep who knows i'm gonna go and start chatting to some of the people that are standing around chatting and drinking okay as you walk over to those, we'll jump to you, Pete, the engineer. I need you to make a D6 roll plus your education plus your engineering crew position. 
Um, and so life one. support is gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, right, engineering is six. I'm oh, sorry. Um, and yeah, so it's education plus that six, seven. Mm-hmm. And the, the other one, the other score? It's, it's a D6 education plus your education and your engineering score, which is which you primary, right, so that's another right. plus two. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have, you, as you're going over the systems, um, you double-checked a few things, you've done some repairs. When you go down to the power core, you realise the power core is degrading at a higher rate than it should be. And by the looks of it, it's basically being switched on to be used for short-term use, not for long-term use. Right, okay. Now, you can only assume there's a transport ship coming with either replacement parts or more fissionable material. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the way it's running at the moment, it's not going to last any longer than four months. Okay. Which is a bit weird, considering the fact there's a lot of people on the station depending on it. Yeah. So is the can I um, can I turn it from from being a high power usage to a low power? So we'll sort of put it on its sort of low power battery settings. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's reached fifteen percent. You've got to be careful. So you make another roll, but it will be difficult. So you have to roll eight. I will warn you, but it will be difficult. You don't want to fail the roll, so it's up to you if you want to chance it or not. Well, I, I think, I think I've, I, I've been like almost like a panic state. The yeah. fact that I might, be, you know, I've just been asleep for three months. I could, <laughs> I could be like dead before I even realise what's happened. Um, You're gonna go for that's it. That's fine. I got, I rolled a five. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like eleven. Okay, you're good. Yeah, you're fine. You have a look at it. You manage to change some settings. You just change a, a couple of piping around. Well, not piping. You change a couple of flows around just to make sure that everything's where it should be. You probably got about another month, month and a half out of it. Okay. Uh, there is a bit of a fluctuation. You notice this throughout the ship. The lights flicker. There's a... Yeah. And that's what's weird about this place as well. You've just spent all this time on board your ship. You've always got that background hum of the ship's engines going... On the station, there's virtually nothing. If you listen very carefully, you can hear the faint hum of the circulators. But other than that, there's nothing. That's a little bit disconcerting in itself. But yeah, yeah there's um, yeah, everything sort of flickers slightly, but then comes back on at normal power. Sorry, Pete. Um, are there systems on there that I don't recognise? As in, so I can basically see the power that's being used, and I can see this power, power in the agri. I can see this power. Yeah, no, power if, in if the, sections. Everything uh, looks fine. So okay. So I'm looking to see if there's anything that's being powered that that I can't see, as if there's something here that shouldn't be here. No, as in like you know. No, the, the issue is that the, the the actual power core itself has been set up and designed, and it's unfit for purpose. The way that this entire station is being used, the amount of power that it's using, its recyclers, its lights, everything the actual core itself is not fit for purpose. Now, any okay. discerning engineer would have made sure that the first thing that's going to work on board anything is going to be its power. Everything needs power. That's the, that's the heart yeah. of everything. And yeah. this looks like a very rushed, shoddy job. <clears throat> Was it because that they don't really care about the people that are working here? Possibly. It's Cambridge Wallace at yeah. the end of the day. But hey, Cambridge Wallace care about its people. But it's just a little Cha-ching. bit... Yeah, there we go. Thanks very much. That's 60p now. So it's just a little bit... Um, yeah, it's just a little bit, it's just a bit strange. Yeah, fair do. Okay. There might be another transport ship coming along, but this should have been sorted out before the ship went live, before the station went yeah. live. Yeah, unless this was like a doomsday cult. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, I'm writing that down as like well, a, thanks. If, if, it was like a doom, <laughs> if it was like a doomsday cult, then then all the power could start to drain at the, at the proper moment, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. I might go and... Um, 
bang my head against the wall for an hour. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you managed to, like I say, you managed to sort of correct a few systems and get things up and running again. It's always looking actually, uh, it's actually looking quite smart. Okay. Timothy. Um, Acolyte walks in. Um, I'm looking for the doctor. Timothy O'Toole, Timothy O'Toole. Paging Thank Timothy O'Toole. Oh, thank, thank. Paging? Thank, um, I don't have a pager. I'm <laughs> thank, about. thank Paladin. <laughs> He walks over. There's been an accident in the uh, in, in the dock room. Um, uh, Appalike Lab has said that he's, he's seen something and he, he passed out and he's had an accident. Mm. And he's really hurt himself bad. Could you bring a kit and, and come and help, please? What? Okay. What did he see? He just kept screaming angels. We ran in to find out what was going on and there he was lying on the floor. There's, there's blood all over the dock floor. Please, okay. could you come quickly, please? I'll be there in just a moment. Let me just set something <coughs> up and I set up on my own pad. Mm -hmm. Um Basically, I'm, I'm scanning the base for that radiation because I'm paranoid as hell. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you actually yeah, go onto like your, you actually go onto your pad. Yeah. And you turn it on, and uh, all the data files pertaining to the actual um, problem on that other vessel have been wiped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay. And I'm going to scan a couple of people in the room that I've been tending to as well in that time, yep. just to see if I can get some readings off them as well. Okay. Okay, you want the scan? Uh, if you call, it's going to be eight. I've rolled a five with uh, my education of four and medic of two. That is 11. Right, Scott, you run the scan very good. You run the scan on a couple of people. Their brain patterns come back, and they are similar to you and your fellow crew members. Just a look of panic comes over Timothy's face. Meanwhile, Paulie, where are you? Yeah, uh, I would have want, probably wanted to go speak because uh, I said I would. Uh, once yep. they are, is their prayer still ongoing? The, the prayer meeting, um, by the looks of it, it's it's um, it, they last every about an hour, so it's probably a few minutes away. And if you head to the supervisor's office at number six, that's where yes. it's going to be. Okay. As you're walking along the corridor to head there, yeah. uh, one of those dogs, one of those doges, sort of comes oh, walking God. out uh, the way number five is from the common room and sort of stops. And as you're walking down the corridor, it stops, but sort of side on to you. So it's staring at the wall ahead of it, and it's looking up at the wall, and then it starts to... at the wall. Hi, hi there, doggy. D do you see something? It sort of turns and looks at you, and then it, it eyes go wild. It goes... Oh, oh, oh. And then literally starts <laughs> belting towards you with slather coming out of its mouth. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's running away time. <laughs> you gonna run? Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. yeah, I can't go for it. Okay, thing. agility rolled uh, a d6 plus your agility score. Uh, I'll roll for the oh, dog, uh... and you have to beat a seven. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, dog, oh, I will warn not... you the dog rolled low and it's still a seven. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay. Oh, that's a six. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you roll? I got a four and I have two for agility, so I'm quite lucky. Gotcha. Um, well, you go around the corner as it comes running behind you, and as you go running past, you go running past another acolyte. He sort, of, sort of got his hands up and sort of looks you go past. Right, and, and he right says, uh, says what, what, what's going on? The dog comes running around the corner, literally switches its attention from you to this acolyte, and then leaps through the air, and its jaws clamp around his shoulder, and it's like, ah! slams onto the ground, blood sprays up the wall. This dog looks like, you can see it's, it's cybernetics literally bulging, and its wires are literally going nuts in its shoulders. Okay, we're we'll finding the crew, we're we'll finding the crew yeah. right now. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. Vladimir, uh, you're, you, you met up with that guy just out by room nine by recycling as you were coming around there. Down the corridor, you hear 
a massive, massive scream, and then whatever Paul is shouting. <laughs> Holy shit! The fucking dog! Run! Run! <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna run over to uh, where Paulie's shouting. Yeah, Paulie's running down the corridor towards you, and up by door ten, where your quarters are, you see an acolyte lying on the floor with this dog on him, with his jaws clamped around his shoulder, literally just going nuts. And then you know the way that dogs, uh, where they bring somebody down, and then they get on all fours and are trying to sort of pull back and shaking its head. It's kind of doing that with his shoulder. There's, there's blood sprayed up up the wall and up his face. He's trying to, to punch the dog off. Well, not trying um, too hard because he's a pacifist. But there's there's, not, there's, literally, there's there's blood and skin stop. everywhere. Stop. Stop, please. <laughs> is there anything lying around or on the walls or anything like that I could take and grab and use as a makeshift weapon to try and hit? If you imagine the corridors are a bit like the corridors on Hadley's Hope. So and, uh, Although they are slightly better lit. So they're basically Hadley's Hope before the aliens took over. So they are sort of pentagonal shades, a uh, little bit, uh, there's lots and lots of piping. It's very functional. Uh, but to your right, uh, in the wall, is a fire axe. Uh, okay. Now these are, you need to wrench these off the wall. So first of all, I'm going to ask you to make a strength roll to get the fire axe off the wall. Paulie, what are you doing at this point? You just, I, just I will kind it? of, I will, well, I'm legging it, but then I'll see that Vladimir has stopped to get a fire axe and I'll kind of do that, like, slow, like, slow down and turn, run a little bit, okay? And then get your camera out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I, you know, this is the guy that can theoretically protect us. I'm not, I'm not going to run off and get killed by something else. Uh, Vladimir, so you, strength roll? Se seven total. Seven billions. So you yank the, the um, it come out, the Mormons come out, no problem at all. Uh, they actually, there's a, an alarm goes off because they're actually set up so you can't use them in any normal. That gets the attention of the dog. It sort of turns with blood and skin and and um, and whatever you gore dripping from its mouth. It's again, it sort of gives out this horrible blood curdling howl, and then in the distance you can hear other howls. Remy, you're in the in the Gregory Dome, and then you hear a howl in the distance, something you never heard quite before. Timothy, you're looking at the thing, thinking, "Oh my God." And then you hear a howl in the distance. Pete, you're on your own in the engine room. And in the engine room, something starts howling. Paulie, it's just echoing in your head. That's all you can yeah. hear now. Yeah. Uh, right. So straight away, actually, Paulie, I need you to make a pressure roll after what's just yep. happened. No, please. that's completely understandable. So that is education and strength. And strength yes. uh, plus a D6. Target plus is 10. Five. Okay. So you get one pressure point. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, it's not nice. Um Ooh. No, the dog comes though. I'm not yeah. place. <laughs> Vladimir, the dog comes running at you. Like I say, it's got all sorts of bits and bobs flapping out of its skull. Um, I'll ask you to make a pressure test after the encounter. So okay. it basically comes running at you. You're there stood with the fire axe. Yep, first of all, let's find out who's going to go first. So roll a d6 and add your agility score. I am behind Vladimir, just to be clear. <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> okay. You got what, six? Six total, yeah. Brilliant. Well, the dog rolled a one. So yeah, you beat the dog. As it comes leaping through the air towards you, if you wish... You can belt it with the axe. All right. Okay. So it's basically uh, you're actually wielding a weapon. Um, you don't really use a fire axe in your training, but because you're a security officer and you've had combat training, so it's basically a D6 plus your strength plus one. And you've got to beat, dog rolled low again, you've got to beat five. Uh, I do apologize. You've got to beat six. Ten. Brilliant. You bring the axe over as it comes flying at you. The axe comes blasting through the air and you slam it straight in its, in its dog face. Um, now it's going to be a die cap of cudgel and rod. So roll a d6, and if you roll two or more, then the damage is two. I rolled a two. Brilliant. You hit it with the axe. It doesn't kill it, uh, but it does do a lot of damage. It goes just goes past its snout into its shoulder. It lets out this god awful yelp, and then falls down to the ground. Um, it's going to have a snap back, 
Uh, actually, no, it can't because um, that's not the way this combat works. I do apologise. I think it's something else. So he, um, yeah, he ca- ca- had a go at you. You hit it and it falls down to the ground. You can hit it again if you want to. Yes, I want to. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Uh, you're right. going to have to beat, uh, this time you have to beat an eight. So is my roll plus strength and then plus one. Plus strength and plus one, yeah. Eight, um, I matched eight, it. Eight dead on, brilliant. So roll your damage again. And actually, no, to be honest with you, you only have to roll a one and you've got it. So four. brilliant. You bring the axe over again and you slam it right down into its, into its body. It sort of yelps, sort of twitches, and then it's very, very dead. Uh, I need you to make a pressure roll now, please. All right. That's a D6 plus my... Plus your um, strength and your education scores. 12. 12, brilliant. So, yeah, you've, you've been in a few situations before. Yeah, you, you, you know the score. So, um, but yeah, you never attacked my dog before. Polly yeah, yeah, is not. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, basically... Calm down, Polly. So you're basically standing in the corridor with a bloody dripping axe looking down at um, this Alsatian type, this, this shaved Alsatian uh, with those strange sobbing things sticking out of the shoulders, very, very dead. We need to go. <laughs> right Remy, now. Uh, Remy, the howl in the Agridome is loud and people sort of look up and then suddenly there's a scream to the right. And where the ferns are, 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 have grown the most, you see an acolyte staggering backwards with one of these dog things wrapped around its arm and it's literally going nuts. And he staggers backwards and he falls down to the ground. The dog's just yanking at his arm. The other acolytes are looking. They have absolutely no idea what to do. One of them grabs his hoe and starts walking over, but looks really, really nervous as this acolyte is lying on the floor. Help me! Help me! As this dog's just, just going nuts. Uh, Pete, there's a howl in the darkness. Just to your right, you see movement. And by the looks of it, something was curled up on the floor, possibly asleep in the lovely warm pipes, but no more. And this dog, he jumps up. It hasn't seen you yet. And it's howling in response to this howl, which seems to be going around the entire station. And it's staring at the door. Um, roll a d6. If you roll an odd number, the door is actually closed. Uh, I got a two. No the, no, the door is open. The dog howls yeah. and then runs straight past you. Let's see if it notices you. It rolled a one. It doesn't. It runs straight past you like, within two feet and then goes belting out the door. As it runs out the door, uh, you're in what's uh, you're in the power core in two. It runs out oh, the door into the yeah. dome and then a second later, you hear somebody screaming, <laughs> and, then, and then people, and then people shouting in alarm. Bugger. Um, the, um, all right, uh, I'm going to panic. Yeah, I think basically <laughs> I'm just going to. Um, okay, so I, I've got security, so I might look for a weapon. You got there's loads of weapons. In fact, there's a. Um, as a dead space style plasma sort of um, power unit on the on the floor, which you use for for close quarters sort of welding. It's only got a short range, okay. but uh, yeah, it could do some damage. Okay, well, I'll grab that. Um, yeah, uh, we we've got we've got. Can we communicate? How do we communicate? With yeah, you've all you've all got comm units. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's standard okay. equipment. There'll be like so eighty basically... messages from Paulie, like <laughs> online, <laughs> online, yeah. Okay. So being so being as the so being as I'm I'm like my second role is security, um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll basically say I'm in the power unit. Um, who's closest to me? Uh, who is closest to? That yeah. would be Remy in Dome One, in, in the North Dome. I'm in the North Dome. Watching somebody being savaged. I think one of the religious people has done something wrong. They've sent some kind of uh, yeah. police dog to catch him. 
Okay, right. <laughs> no! um, Remy, 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 I'm on my way. <laughs> and I'll basically just leg it towards Remy. Yeah. As you run out into the agridome, that dog that ran past you has actually got somebody pinned onto the floor. His teeth are around his face. He's actually ripped half his jaw half off. This guy's trying to scream, but he can't because he's choking on his own tongue. And there's other another acolyte basically trying to drag this dog off it. This dog is just, oh, it's, it's just mental. Vladimir, where you are in the corridor, you're still stood there with this dripping axe. Looking down the corridor, you see another acolyte staggering around the corner. She looks wounded, all her hair's flowing free. And she's staggering towards you with a hand out, going, help me, help me, help me, please. How's the other one doing? Sorry, just the, the one that the dog got first. Is, he's is he just lying motionless on the floor. He's not moving. Okay, right. <laughs> he's gone. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's she's just wounded. She doesn't have a dog. She looks, she looks wounded and she's staggering towards you. Okay. I, I am also a medic, so I will yeah. go over and uh, let me let me look at your wounds. Paulie, Vladimir yeah. suddenly starts walking towards thin air and starts talking to somebody who's not there. Oh, Meanwhile, I... Timothy. <laughs> no. Timothy, yeah, you can hear all this shouting. Suddenly, one of the patients sits up in, in bolt up right in bed and sort of stretches his hand out and starts screaming, "Angels! Angels! Oh, my oh, eyes! My I, eyes! My I eyes!" I just realised what they're doing. Yeah, and oh. she says, "My eyes!" And she's looking up. She's looking, and she looks at you. She says, "I should not have gazed upon it. My eyes are not worthy." And she grabs a spoon from her tray and starts gouging out one of her eyes. Oh. Oh, no, not the shit again. That's it. I'm out of it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this again. I'm done. I... Yeah. Polly, 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 yes. can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It's happening again. We, Cambridge yeah. Wallace set this up. Yes. This is a yeah, setup. Yeah, the radiation's the same. They have the cameras and they wanted to test if we're immune to it. And, oh. No, well, we're not fucking immune to it. I'm getting out of here. Get the we question. are. Because <laughs> we're not seeing anything, are we? No. Timothy, you, you leave in the room. Leave in the medical centre. <laughs> Well, uh, does anybody know if there's a way to like turn off the dogs? Because they got the cybernetics in them. I was oh, just Pete. thinking that myself. I mean, uh, now that I know there is a dog-based problem and this is not a police action, I was going <laughs> to start looking at how to turn the dogs off. To to be fair, Remy, if this was a police action, they, it's still get off the ship time. If that's he stole a cabbage, sick the dogs on him. <laughs> Gentlemen, don't worry. This is not the first time I've had to dissuade a dog from taking aggressive action. <laughs> Yeah, let's just go. Yeah, let's just get out of here. Yeah. Oh, can we contact the ship from where yeah. we are? Oh. So uh, you can. Sorry, Vladimir. You sort of walk forward. And she looks at you. She smiles. She looks very, very familiar. You've seen her somewhere before. You don't quite know. Could she have been on uh, on a vid on on, on TV? Uh, you don't know. She looks very familiar. But then she reaches out. And she puts her hands on your face. She goes, "Oh, thank you." And the cold literally goes straight through your skull. Uh, Paul, do you see Vladimir stood there? He looks a little bit confused for a second. Then it looks like he's gone into some sort of shock and he's, he's, his whole body just goes stiff. Vladimir, I need you to make a strength roll, please. And then, and then okay. I'll get you to make a pressure roll. The difficulty is going to be seven. Nine. Brilliant. So you take a back. It's like, it's, like, it's like getting brain free. Back into your shoulders. It feels awful. And can, I, can you make a pressure roll as well, please? Sure. Uh, nine. Brilliant. Uh, well, I say brilliant. I do apologise. Uh, so no, you failed that. So you need. To, you've got. You've got. Have you got a pressure point already? No, this will be. You my first it's your first. I say. So you've got. A, you, that's your first pressure point. Um, yeah, Paul. You see, he should go stiff. He starts staggering back, and his eyes are wide. It looks like he's in, he's in shot, and he's, 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 his hands up as if he's batting away something that's not even there. Yeah. 
Oh, lost you, Paulie. Can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Uh, do you see your dad? <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? I see beautiful woman. Okay. Well, don't touch it. Don't go near it. It's not real. I can promise you, it's not real. It's all a hallucination. You I think you realize that now, but just. Plus it, it touched me. What? Okay. <laughs> uh. Uh, Timothy, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, no, I do apologise. Remy, back to you. So you're in the you're in the north uh, in the north dome. The dog is savage. The one uh, person, and there's now as others start to sort of back away, it's now run after somebody else, and it's latched onto his upper thigh. Almost is there a way out. that I could get the dogs turned off? Is there a console or anything nearby that I could? You need to make a science roll. Try and now, like science. I say, you've not come across these things before. Uh, you, you know about vat break dogs, but you've no idea about these little these little sobernous implants. Oh, it's looking good. To figure out. Uh, seven plus five is twelve. Brilliant. So, yeah, thinking you thinking about it. Hang on a second. If they got six plus five, then I must have added it up wrong because you can't get twelve with a roll of five, can so, you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Point. So, yeah, you Seven. sort of look at it and you're thinking they, they must be able to switch them off because the cybernetic implants are there as a fail-safe device. Mm. Uh, these, these things have only got a short lifespan, which means there must be somewhere on the station where you can we can actually just switch these things off and basically just shut them down. Uh, but where's that going to be on board the Paladin Rock? Control room or supervisor's office so would which be one my... Head to? I'm going to head to the supervisor's office because it's the nearest one. Gotcha. I'm going to belt it there at best speed. And if it's not there, then I know I can go to the control room next. Gotcha. You go running down the corridor that's connects uh, the one to the uh, to the main area. Uh, there's acolytes. There's one acolyte up, up against the up against the wall, sort of looking up. And you see he's got his fingers in the wall. And he's dragging his fingers down, so he snaps all the all the nails back. So it's just blood, so he's just pulling down. And he's sort of looking and he's trying to go. Where's the door? Where's the fucking door? As you're just clawing at the wall. Oh, go to the lovely space communes, they said. It'll be nice. Go, to, <laughs> go and have a nice rest in the Agridon, they said. Get some real oxygen. No. <laughs> well, Let's get attacked by rabid space dogs. Yeah. <laughs> As you go heading down that corridor, you can then start hearing human screams. It's not just because of the dogs. In fact, Timothy, back in the med bay, that person is now gouged out one eye and he's now starting to turn onto the other eye. Whilst the person in the opposite bed is sort of stood up, sort of looking around, sees you, his face turns to pure rage, points at you and goes, Demon! And then leaps out the bed and starts running towards you. Well, that's not fucking good. Is there, <laughs> is there, is there any fire extinguishers, Timothy's chosen yeah, weapon? Yeah, right, right next to the door, right next to the exit that he's standing yeah. by. So <laughs> Timothy just grabs it. Kong! Okay, it's comes... running towards you. Okay, so it's going to be a basic attack. You've got, if you get, you've got no kind of security skill, have you? Nope. So it's going to be a basic strength attack. So strength plus your D6. And you're going to have to beat one. You have to beat a four. Wow. I rolled a six. So I got nine go. in total. <laughs> that's a brilliant. So that's max. So you swing around. It's going to be like a cudgel. Uh, what's the strength? Sorry. Uh, strength of two. So that's unconscious. Because running towards you, you literally just grab the old fire extinguisher. Sort of butt end first. Boom, straight in the face. They sort of go. Ah, and then right. down the floor. Now you rest there. Don't do anything else so stupid. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then this one is gouged out their eyes. I mean, it's yeah. at the point now where I probably can't help them. Um, uh, no, they're just on the floor. They're, just, they're sat on the bed. Uh, their eyes on the floor somewhere. You see the, the sort of the nerve ending sort of hanging out. It's just there with a big smile on the face. I'm, I'm assuming there's. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming because it's the med med bay. There's going to be a sedative. 
Oh, there's loads, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to go over... <laughs> the and... fire extinguisher, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to go over and jab her with a sensitive, and then I'm okay. going to strap her and the other fella down. Now, the woman yep. who came in and asked for my help, is she still in the room with me as well? Uh, no, she's in the corridor at the moment. Okay. Uh, well, she disappeared into the corridor, uh, but that's the last you saw her. Okay, so I'm going to tentatively go around the corner with my fire extinguisher. Yeah. Hello, miss. You're still out here. Yeah, she sat on the floor, sort of just... With the, with the fingers in the staple, just sort of looking at the floor. She's got a hand over her mouth, and she's looking at the floor, just sort of looking around, as if there's something on the floor. She doesn't respond to me. No. Okay. Well, this is all gone to hell. Hey, Polly. Next time you say we got an easy job, I'm not coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, How, yeah, I just and, and I'm gonna there. slowly sort of like make my way over to the the lady with another sedative while she's on the floor. <laughs> And jab her yeah. conservative and drag her into the med bay and strap her yeah, down no in any way yeah. I can, whether it be duct tape or whatever. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this shit has duct tape on a space station. Yeah. It wouldn't be a space station without duct tape. <laughs> no. um, Pete, the engineer, you go running out into the uh, into the South Agrodome, and yes, there is this dog, like I say, latched onto this guy's arm, basically trying to rip the arm off. There's another acolyte there trying to hit it with a with a spade to try and bring it off, but the dog's having nothing of it. And there's you stood there in your engineer's clothes with a. Um, Plasma, plasma cutter. Um, and Remy was in 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 um, in Dome One, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah. That's the, the okay, last you so heard. Basically, yeah. I'm going to completely ignore the dog and ignore the acolytes, and I'm going to head straight to uh, to Dome One. Gotcha. You run into Dome One. Yeah. The first thing you see as you run in is an acolyte uh, with a garden fork. Uh, stabbing his fellow in the face as he's lying on the floor. This is over and over and over again as you go running through. Uh, okay. There's another one to the left, which is eating the plants. Uh, and there's another one just to your right with a laser cutter, which they use to cut the stems from the thicker plants, trying to yeah. burn his way for the glass of the dome. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm assuming these have airlocks on the, on the dome. Uh, every door you see on the map here is an airlock, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll basically try and get through this yep. to the to the other side, and when I exit it, I'm basically going to um, hit the airlock. Gotcha. Um, so you go. I'm just to... trying to get to one of my crewmen. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just like yep. I need to get to my crewmen. Well, you don't see Remy. <laughs> this is all going crazy. Uh, no, 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 you... no. That's fine. I'll yep. keep going. Okay, you go because I know all. I know that um yeah because I know I know O'Toole's in the is in the med bay. Or in and around there, so I'm basically just going to head through. Gotcha. Um, and and try and block out the mad psycho people. Yeah. All around me. You run to the main airlock. You run through it, and like you say, you seal the door behind you. In the distance, uh, you're the guy on the, on the left trying to claw his way for the um for the for the for the uh, through the the hull of the station for some reason. And in the distance, yeah. you see Remy disappearing through the far door. Okay. Uh, Vladimir, this uh, lady who touched you, you've gone rigid, like I say, it's really, really hurt, but you still have movement. It's just really cold and it felt very, very painful. Now she seems to be trying to come in for a kiss. Okay, so I still see her, even though Polly's talking her. to me and saying she's not yeah. real. Yeah. Not real, not real. Whatever you're seeing, it's not real. We need to get to the ship. We need to get the fuck out of here, preferably with the rest of the crew. If not, a... that's not a problem. We can get you once. <laughs> Clearly, you need to murder Paulie with an axe. He's trying to get yeah. between you and, <laughs> and this whole thing. No, I'm not getting in front you. of him. I'm seeing this behind. Yeah. Ben, 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 you need to stop giving me ideas, man. This is, <laughs> it's not going to look good for Paulie. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, is there anything I can do or roll to kind of see which of the two are grabbing my attention or persuading me? Well, if I, I could persuade Well, Paulie, um, well, uh, sorry, not Paulie, another figure has come round to your right oh, and has grabbed gone forward and just like he's got a knife and he's grabbed hold of the woman's hand and pulled it off and it looks like he's about to stab you in the face. Uh, okay, I will swing my axe at that man with the okay. knife. Okay, make you attack. Uh, Paul Lee, can you make a strength roll and add your um, a roll a d6 and add your strength <laughs> for me? I rolled a nine. You rolled a nine. Paul Lee, you want to roll more than nine. I did. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. What did you roll? <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I, uh, I failed. It's a two, but it's, it's fine. A two. Yeah. Okay, you swing around with the axe as this guy comes in with a knife. The axe comes around. Uh, it's going to be a cudgel rod. So roll a d6. Yeah. Uh, what's your strength, Paulie? One. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Polly. Yeah. Roll a d6. Uh, Fine roll of one. Uh, uh, I rolled nine. <laughs> no, just, just one d6, sorry. Oh, five. Oh, for the for damage, yeah. Five. five. I rolled a five, yeah. Okay, you swing around. The axe smacks him. Yeah. Um, let me roll where... Oh, in the head. That's nice. It hits, yep. hits him right in the head. Uh, Paul, the last thing you see is the axe, flat, the axe blade comes straight towards your head. Smacks you right in the head. You go collapsing down to the ground. Vladimir, you're going to have to make an education and strength score, a uh, pressure roll, see if you snap out of this, because all you hear is Paulie's voice go, Ugh! as he goes forward and back. Hell. See ten. if that snaps you out. What'd you roll? I rolled that. Well, 10 total. 10 total. Brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> as you sort of look down, the woman disappears, and the guy that you just smacked in the head, as he's falling down, he's kind of morphs, the knife vanishes, turns into Paulie, and then Paulie slams into the deck unconscious. <laughs> Well, I say I'm conscious. <laughs> oh no, not again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it smacks right to the ground. Uh, let's Welcome to the here. 30% crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're at minus one strength, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Paulie, yeah? Yeah. Gotcha. At the moment you're unconscious, but in a really yeah. bad in a really bad way, you, you are gonna need yeah. attention. Uh, yeah. yeah, Vladimir he's hit the deck, he's lying there looking quite um well he looks dead. I, blood, I, blood I, pissing out of his te the temple of his, of his, of his skull. Yeah, I have medic nice. as my secondary. Can I try and... Um... Oh, handy. You certainly can. Um, so you're going to be... He's, he's at minus one. So, so let, let me have a look. A D6 plus your education uh, plus your um, secondary, which is one. But your target's going to be eight. Because he's badly wounded. I failed. Yep. Failed, yes. yeah. You try to help him. It's like, poorly, poorly. But um, yeah, he's out. Oh man, someone hit you right in the face with an axe. Oh, <laughs> it's fine, it's whatever. I think it was one of the acolytes. Yeah. Um, is, so... is, is Vladimir like sort of as he's going, poorly, poorly, poorly? Is he on open comm at the moment, or is that just like. Um, let's have a look, shall we? Odd number is on opens. Odd number, yeah, open comms. All you hear is just, and then you hear people shouting, and then you hear Vladimir going, poorly, poorly, in a panic I was tone. Definitely not on open comms where I said, let's just abandon them. Yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> Oh, second. Oh, <laughs> shit. Polly, can you hear me, Polly? Hey, Vladimir, why can't Polly hear me? Yeah, there's been attacked by dog. I uh, I tried to help, but the, <laughs> the, the dog was wielding an axe. Yeah. <laughs> what's, they what's your, got opposable thumbs. What's, what's your current location? Uh, um, where am I? We're in the hallway right outside in the, hallway, the uh, bunk rooms. On the right hand side, yeah, by the bunk yeah, rooms. By, so by, by halfway room. up the corridor. Oh, so, I'm not, so I'm not too far uh, from you. Okay, Paul, I'm, Paul, Paul, I'm on my help. way. Don't, don't, don't move him. I'll come and stabilize him. 
Timothy in his best portly run with his fire extinguisher. Oh, shit, yeah, you're going to have to be quick. Make an agility roll. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, if you, as long as you don't roll a one, you'll be fine. I rolled a five, so with okay. my one agility, I get six. Okay, that's great. You get a six, so yeah, you're fine. You don't slip over on any of the blood that's starting to accumulate out on the floor. As you run past the common room, there are other acolytes either damaging themselves or damaging, damaging each other. Everybody's just gone crazy. I've, I've taken a very large supply of my back full of yeah. sedatives okay. now. There's yeah, that's fine. But there's, there's, there's plenty there. Um, okay, so, Remy, you get to the end. You go out the corridor and opposite you is the doorway to uh, one of the um, bunk rooms. So, what is it? Where were you going to? The supervisor's office. Yeah, room six, the supervisor's office. Yeah, so, you, yeah, so you've got the details on your pad, on, on the pad that you were given. So, yeah, you can swing a left and run, run around to the supervisor's office. Uh, Peter, are you shouting anything out as you're running after him? Um, um, yeah, just, just Remy, wait for me. Don't leave me behind. I'm <laughs> going to the supervisor's office. Yeah. Catch you, up. You, Remy, Remy, you turn around, you see Pete shouting, wait, wait for me, wait for me. But then you also see behind him two dogs barreling down the corridor behind yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save him from the dogs. Okay. Well, <laughs> you do that thing with the elevator where it looks like you're trying to hold it open, but you're actually trying to frantically close the door yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. Well, thank you for helping me. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Well, I'll paint your first. You see Remy yeah. look at you, and then his eyes go yeah. past you, and then his expression yeah. changes slightly. Okay. I'll look behind me. Yeah, there's two dogs running towards you, both covered in blood. For the so do I think they've come through the closed door or is the door now open again? No, there's a door to the left, which you run past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah, was yeah. open. Okay. No, that's cool. So yeah. I will stop. I will yeah. plant both my feet. I will get some steely nerve going on. Uh, and I will and I will wait to, to take out some dogs. So gotcha. as soon as they as soon as I think they're about to pounce, I shall basically yeah. just move forwards, close the distance. Bam. Plasma cutter to the face, and, and we'll just we'll just get to the hard stuff. You're going to use the out. plasma, the plasma yes. um, welder, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm basically, okay. just going to hold it out in front of me and try and whack them. Cool, yeah. When you, when you turn it on, it basically you know like old school tasers with the two points. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. about so far uh, 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 so far wide. So when you turn it on, the beam yeah. comes between the two. It's a projection yeah. beam. That's fine. You can get a, a few feet out of it, but yeah, it'll yeah. do some serious damage if you belt somebody with it. The yeah. first dog comes barreling down and comes leaping towards you. Yeah, have you got any okay. kind of security skill? You haven't done uh, yet. Yeah. So I've got security, got security. one yet. But I'll let, yeah. I'll let you use that one because you've used this um, this tool quite a few times before. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, roll your d6. Add your strength. It's a melee so weapon. Four plus strength and security, so eight. Eight. So the dog needs to roll, and he really doesn't. So yeah, the first one comes running towards you. You swing out with the um, with the unit, and you slash yeah. it quite badly. It's a really powerful piece of equipment, like I say. So roll a d6. Your die cap is okay. going to be four. Uh, two. Two points. But that, that renders it at, uh, well, actually, no, that gets it down to one point. So, yeah, okay. you slash at it with the, um, with the unit. It slashes yeah. right across its chest. It goes, <coughs> it sort of howls and sort of staggers back, uh, just as the other one comes flying through the, through the air. What did you want okay. to attack first? I do apologise, should have asked. So, uh, so I rolled a four, and then I got a strength three and security one, so yeah. I got eight. Eight. So the dog needs to roll basically eight or more. The second dog okay. needs to roll eight or more to get you. Six, six, seven, eight, he rolls a nine. So the other dog okay. comes flying through the air. You slash the first one, it's howling and fall down. As that yeah. one falls, the other one seems to come over its body and it's going to latch yep. on two. It's going to latch onto one of your arms. Okay. So roll a d6. If you roll an even number, it's the arm that you've got the plasma cutter in. 
Uh, yeah, it's an even number. Gotcha. It comes over, it grabs hold of your forearm with your plasma cutter as you go okay. staggering backwards. It's going to do one point of damage. Okay. So, this, okay. Yeah, his arms latch on. I also need you to make an agility roll to see if you drop the plasma cutter or not. Uh, be two I, I got a one. Oh, I rolled one. My agility is one, so I got two. Oh, my is one. It straight two. away. The gun goes flying out of your hands. Let's see what direction it goes in two. So one, two, three, four. It goes slightly behind you as it goes okay. in the air, bounces off the wall. And in fact, Remy, it sort of skitters towards you. Plasma cutters are all well and good, but switching the dogs off will help him more. Okay. I'm sticking to my plan. Pete, right. Pete turns just to see you go... Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remy, you turn and start running towards a room the supervisor's office. Let's hope it's the right room. And uh, you go begging towards there. Meanwhile, Vladimir, Paulie, and Timothy. Timothy, you go running up. See, Vladimir stood there. <clears throat> you see a, a, an acolyte lying on the floor. He looks like he's, he's seen better days. A dead dog lying in front of Vladimir. And then there's Paulie lying on the floor, who doesn't look like he's been smashed in the face <laughs> with an axe. So he's lying there. There's blood coming out all over the floor. You go running up. And that's when you make your life-saving medical roll. Here we go. No pressure. Five, plus four, plus two. It's 11. Beautiful. You, go, you literally go sort of action hero. You, you see him, you go running forward. He goes sliding in hit first. And uh, there he is. He <laughs> yeah, I'll probably stack it because I'm fat. And I've got yeah, a one, so I kind of roll in. You sort of get there. Yeah, give me two minutes. And then, you, and then you start sort of sorting him out. Yeah, it's a bad wound to the head. But yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be a skull fracture. He's going to wake up with a hell of a headache. But, uh, but yeah, he's going to live. Paulie, can you please make me a strength roll, uh, d6 plus your strength score, and your target number is going to be seven to see if you you, you come around or not. d6 plus my strength. Yeah, a <laughs> five. A five, yeah, no. So I basically he's, needed a six. But he's okay. not going to regain consciousness anytime soon. Vladimir, I need you to make um, another strength, uh, another pressure roll. Okay. Nine. Nine. Uh, to your right, where the dog came running from, oh. you hear the lights start going out one by one towards you. So the, the, the actual corridor is getting darker and darker and darker and darker as each light goes out. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, this is happening whilst Timothy is working on Paulie's body. Uh, sorry, Paulie's, uh, you know, he's working on Paulie. Not his Paulie, Paulie. He's not dead. Yeah, very poorly. Hey, um, sorry, what are you going to do? Do we, have, do we have lights or anything on us? We have a flashlight. Uh, yeah, we said there's one built into the pad that you've been given, just like a normal, like a normal light on a mobile phone, which you can activate. Okay, I'll I'll turn yeah. that on. You turn it on, and you illuminate the darkness. And it looks like there's something in the dark, and if you imagine um, like like the thing basically, and it's just like a huge bulbous mass of flesh <laughs> with dozens of eyes and loads and loads of wings. It's basically the biblical. Uh, representation of an angel, uh, which is how they describe it in the, in the Bible, which is why probably every shepherd was terrified instead of just looking at a beautiful woman thinking, Oh, that's fantastic! So it's basically just coming down the corridor at you, literally rolling over like a roll of pulsating flesh. The eyes are like a shocker, the eyes are literally blinking at you, staring directly into your soul. The halo around it is sort of cracked, it's a lot of melting gold as it literally just comes crashing down the corridor towards you. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's another pressure point, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, how many pressure points have you got now? I'm at two now. Okay, so roll a d6, and you want to roll two or more. You don't want to roll a one. I rolled a six. Brilliant. No, you're absolutely fine. You're in shock, but it's not affecting your stats at all because there's something. There's still some part of your brain saying, that can't be real. <coughs> Excuse me. What are you going to do? 
Timothy, he's completely oblivious to it. He's just working on Paulie's body. Uh, keep saying body. Sorry, Paulie, you're not dead. He's still working on Paulie. Paulie's unconscious <laughs> form. Yeah. Um, hmm. I will charge at it with my axe. Timothy, suddenly, Vladimir runs off with his axe down the corridor. Are you, are you giving a war cry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming <laughs> as he runs away down the hallway. There's nothing there. He just, he just pegging off down, down the... He seems with his axe like he's about to belt something. Right in front of him, you see two acolytes. One's injured, and the other one's helping the other one along as he goes running towards them. The one sort of looks at uh, Vladimir, he's like, oh, looks terrified. Vladimir! 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 It's not real! Don't swing your axe! There's two normal people! What you're seeing isn't real! Vladimir! Sorry, sorry, go on, Pete. Timothy, what are you going to do? And I was going to say, I'm going to start running after him with a sedation. Because <laughs> 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 I'm going to try to jab him in the back before he starts to swing an axe. Okay. Um, Vladimir, make another pressure roll, strength push your education. But, um, Timothy, you haven't got liaison, have you? No, I do not. Uh, okay, then. So add a plus one to that roll, Vladimir. Nine. Nine. Uh, unfortunately, you can hear Timothy shouting. You can hear somebody shouting, it's not real, don't do it, don't do it. But no, you go running forward uh, with, with the axe. Do I take Meanwhile, another point? Um, yes, you do. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so I'm roll free. a d6. Uh, okay, I rolled a one. You rolled a one. Go you your, your body has gone, <laughs> gone to shock. Uh, your body's literally shaking with fear. You, you're going to have to reduce your agility score by one point. Okay. Uh, for the, you know, in, in the in the short term, as you go running forward with the sacks, uh, make a roll. Actually, uh, your strength plus your um, plus your plus D six plus your strength plus one to attack. I feel like if I was oh. awake, I would warn Timothy. Don't don't try and talk him down. That's what I did. <laughs> nine, nine. <laughs> well, amazingly, the acolyte rolled nine as well, so you actually miss. They go running forward with the axe. The acolyte sort of staggers sideways. The axe comes arching over and goes slamming into the ground. There's sparks and everything going all sorts of directions. The acolyte just screams and starts running off in, uh, with, the, with his injured comrade. Starts running off in the, in, in the opposite direction. Uh, well, what you see is the angel looking down at you. You bring the axe over. You take off one of its wings. This golden red blood so spraying <laughs> through the air and all over yourself. And then it howls and then suddenly starts rolling back down the corridor away from you. That's a job well done, Vladimir. So, uh, so yeah, nightmare. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pete. So this dog's savaging you, and once you're dead, so it's basically he's got his clamps around its around your arm, and it's just going nuts. It's just shaking its head from side to side. It's really trying to do some serious damage. The only thing you've got to hand is your toolbox and or your tool belt. Okay. Is is the plasma cutter that skittered off on the floor? Is that still on? It is. Yes. And so basically, I, I'm going to run over and leap through the air. So put the try and get the, my arm under my body so the dog is under me and land the dog on the plasma cutter. Oh, a lot of style. Okay, you go running forward. Even even yeah. God knows how much pain. In fact, I'm going to need a pressure roll from you uh, from yeah, from fine. from the previous round. So it's yeah, your strength fine. plus I, your education. Got, um, yeah. So um, four, three, seven, five, um, twelve. I'm twelve. Fine. So no, you're fine. Yeah. You go running forward and you go leaping at this. I mean, the dog is going to be an easy target, so I'm not even going to bother rolling for the dog because it's literally yeah. attached to your arm. Um, that's what I figured. Yeah, you go crashing down. So all I'm going to need you to make is an agility roll. Whatever you do, yeah. don't roll a yeah. one, otherwise you're falling on the plasma cutter. Okay. Uh, I didn't roll a one. I'm okay. Okay, what did you roll? <laughs> I got three. No, I got, got three. three. I'm okay. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. what's, what's your strength score, sorry? 
so my strength, my strength, my strength is three. Uh, but you, you put you down by one, damage. aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, yeah so it's only two at the moment. Yeah. yeah so my so that's no, that's two. fine. That's fine. You go. You keep collapsing down onto the plasma cutter. So you're yeah. doing normal damage for a plasma cutter. So all the d6 with a die cap of four. Okay. Um, three. Three. You literally yeah. slice the dog in half. You go running forward okay. with the dog still attached to your arm. You go over the. You roll over the plasma cutter. It goes straight through its torso, slices it in half completely. Okay. As you turn, as you sort of get up and turn around, half a dog is hanging off your arm. It's still clenched on, and the yeah, other yeah, one is, yeah. is now on its feet. Sort of turns and looks at you again, and then howls. Yeah. Remy, okay. you've got into the um, controller's office. Um, sadly, I'm afraid. Um, I'll scroll up. Sadly, uh, Father Competent is no longer with us. Uh, neither is his head. So uh, as you go running into the room, there is a acolyte in there with a fire axe, basically hacking up a corpse on the floor, somebody who looked like they were quite important. Is there a console in there for controlling dogs? Yes, the first thing I'd look for is a computer. So well, I'm trying to decide side, whether or not it's safe to run away or whether yeah, I have that, to that. face this acolyte or not. So the right-hand side, yeah, you see a control console and it's just basically um, just like an everyday usage. So you can hit, do it, send communications and all sorts. If it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be on there. So you dive over and that's when you make your science roll. Ba, ba, ba. I keep pressing the wrong thing. I'm a dice roller. <laughs> Ooh, looking good. Six, four, twelve. Twelve. There is a protocol in there called companion protocol. Uh, and then there is a um, there's different levels of sort of affection, so to speak. Uh, and then there's a zero affection, which is basically the off button. Okay, I shall switch them off. Gotcha. Pete, the dog literally comes leaping through the air towards you. You've got a dead dog hanging off your arm. Uh, it looks like it's going to do some serious damage. What are you going to do? Um, uh, it, the um, the plasma cutter is at my feet, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm basically going to drop down and grab it with my other hand. Yeah. And just try and push it, push it between me and the other dog. Yeah. As it comes flying through the air, it's sort of, ah, and suddenly it's, it just goes lifeless. It's like, ah, and <laughs> hits the ground, rolls a couple of times, and then rolls, okay. and then lands at your feet. Um, I shall pick up the plasma cutter. Cut the dog off my arm, and then and then and then viciously cut up the other dog into lots of pieces. <laughs> More pieces gotcha. than it can come back from. Yeah. Okay. I so, got an open comms and say I've, I've shut down the dogs. Yeah. But there's still howls and screams and cries for help echoing. But there's the nothing station. I can do about the acolytes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure only a couple of them have gone crazy. We have a crazy Vladimir. I'm not saying this. I'm dreaming of... Uh, and then I'm going to need to try and talk down this acolyte with the fire axe, aren't I? Yeah, he's sort of stopped what he's doing now. He's sort of looking around. Sort of looks at you. And he sort of wipes his face with a bloodied hand. He smears the blood all across. He's all covered in blood anyway. He puts the axe on the table and goes, Oh, I never liked the bastard. And walks out of the office. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Pete, watch out. There's a crazy murderer coming your way. So they're past, yeah. And then suddenly you hear an alarm going off in Aggregate Dome 1, the North Dome. Um, warning. Depressurization. Warning. Oh. Depressurization. Yeah. Obviously, the guy cutting through has made it through. And you hear yeah. a huge, everything, the whole station seems to shake as something massive depressurizes yeah. all of a sudden. And it's almost like the corridors sort of shift slightly 
as if something yeah. really bad has happened. What's um, really I'll, bad call, happened? I'll go over the comm. Remy, you need to seal you need to seal all the airlocks to, to both agridomes. Remy, you need to do this really fast, otherwise we're all gonna die. Remy, you're our only seal off. Shut <laughs> down all the garbage mashes on the detention <laughs> level. <laughs> do you hear me? So oh, for God's sake, Remy, just shut them all down. Yeah, so, that's what uh, I'll do. So yeah, you go into the system. Yeah, and this is you can you, you can control all the doors here. I am going um, to lock every goddamn door in the building. Yeah, everything. You need, you need to leave open the doors. Down. You need to leave open the doors so we can get back to um, the loading bay. Well, can you all make it to the um, control of not control room? What is it? It's the supervisor's office. Can you make it to the supervisor's office? Okay. This this facility only has enough power to to survive for four months. If you get trapped here, we're all going to die. We're not going we to get to trapped get here because nobody's getting on the ship without our say so. But we need to go together rather than try and open up a door and go one at a time. Okay. So well, I, meet at supervisor's office and then I will open the doors. Okay. In the meantime, I will shut all security doors on the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear shouts in the distance. You can hear screams. The depressurization set off alarms. So she knocked out some lighting. So this flickering lighting, what was lovely and bright and enjoyable, is now dark and filled with a kind of whole smell of burning wire and copper. And uh, it's everything's gone slightly, slightly, slightly miserable. Everything's gone totally wiggly scott. So it's um, it's not it's not it's not nice at all. Uh, Vladimir, your head is pounding. You still feel the cold from that lady's touch going through your head. Something's telling you it's not real and it's all imagined, but it's it's just it's just weird. But hey, you beat an angel, and that's what counts. So, <laughs> Paulie, um, you're unconscious. Tim, yep. uh, it's you. Um, so yeah, basically, Remy has asked everybody to get to the um, supervisor's office. So is that what everyone's doing? <laughs> I've just injected Vladimir in the back of a sedative. So while he's like doing this and like swinging an axe, I've like come up behind him and I've gone. Gotcha. Vladimir, I need you to make a pressure roll again, please. Okay. 12. 12. Brilliant. You feel a nick in your back. You turn around and for a moment, it's almost like somebody stood there with a steak knife and he's trying to drive it into you. So you should have the need to defend yourself. But at the last minute, you see Timothy step away. He's just got a sedative needle in his hand. Straight away, you feel your heart rate start to slow. It's like everything's starting to slowly come back into focus. You're okay you there, see... Vladimir? Yeah. Uh, da, da, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, I'm going to need your help to carry Polly to the medical bay because I need to stabilize him. Sure. He looks at Polly. He looks at the acolyte. He looks at the axe in his hand. It was not me, it was him, and he points at the dead acolyte on the <laughs> ground. Vladimir, you don't need to explain yourself. I've been through this once already. I know the shit that's going on right now. We'll talk about it later. Personally, Paulie sometimes deserves it. But right now, we need to get him to medical bay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll grab Paulie and throw him up on my shoulder and carry him. Axe in the other hand. No worries. Fire so carry. So where are you headed to, everybody? Are you going? Are you going to the supervisor's office, or I'm going to radio through and go. Polly's badly injured, so me and Vladimir have to take him to the medical base so I can stabilize him and maybe get him back to being conscious again. All right, I will open the medical bay. Yeah. 
Thank you. You opened up the medical. Oh, you strapped everybody down in the medical bay. Didn't you? I did indeed strap everyone down. Good thinking, because when you get there, the door slides open, the door's already open, and they are going nuts trying to get out of their out of their um out of their beds. <laughs> uh, that's that's gaffer tape. They're literally just going. They're just going nuts. But no, there's decent equipment in here to help Paulie. Yeah, so I'm going to so, put him on like like I'm guessing like this very like sort of sort of semi futuristic. There's going to be like a bed with like a ring that goes over it and yeah, like kind of slide him in. Yeah, like, yeah cool. Set it into a standard sort of doo -doo 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 -doo, and make it sure so it's basically trying to get him back on his feet because we're going to need to be able to leave here quickly. That's truly the pilot, yeah. Paulie. In that case, then I need you to make another strength test, please. Woo! But you'll, but you'll have a plus two to your roll because you're getting oh. all the medical medical help that you need. Excellent. Just roll a one, basically. I got a four. In total? Total. Yeah, gotcha. You slowly start to come round, but uh, you're, you're basically physically, no, you're not going to, you're going you're gonna to need help. If they sat you in a chair and maybe asked you what to do, maybe you could help, but you're not, in, you're, not you, you're conscious, but not in good condition at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pete, where were you headed to? Sorry, mate. Pete, where were you uh, headed to? I'm trapped in the corridor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're in that corridor with the, with the two dead dogs. With the two dead dogs. I can't yeah. get through a door. I can't get yeah. through any door. So I'm and then, and just, then um... that guy that was trying to crawl, claw his way through the wall has yeah. stopped clawing. He sees that all the doors are sealed, turns and looks at you with pure rage on his face, starts okay. going, we need to get out of here. Where is the door? He starts walking towards you with his, like, his cracked feet. He's literally got... He's, he's scratched so hard, he's down to the bone now. It's the ends of his... Finger bones sticking out the ends of his fingers as he comes crawling to walking towards you. Okay, um, I, I, I'm I'm just going to wait till he gets there and just take his head clean off. I mean, I've, I've had enough. I mean, we're, we're literally just going to go dramatic. straight through, straight <laughs> okay. through the neck. Okay, mate, mate, you're old. He's he's not even going to try not, and, not, and and stop me. So he's going to be you're going to um, have to beat his basic strength score, which is three, which I don't think you're going to have okay. trouble doing. Um, well, I only rolled a two. My strength is two, so I've got four, but that's that's enough. That's that's, that's enough. He sort of walk up to me, comes walking towards you. His eyes are bloodshot. There's, there's blood coming out of his ears and out of his eyes. He's not in a good way. In fact, he looks a lot worse than any any of you guys did when you finally got off the uh, the other ship. And then, yeah. yeah, just we sort of look at him and then we one swing. Yeah. And he drops down into onto the floor at peace. Yeah. Remy, can you open this door for me? Yeah, happy to have that, to open it. that door so that he yeah. can get through. You can you can open the door slides open and then a screen comes alive to your right, Remy, and it's the docking area. It looks like the ship's prepping for dust off. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me! That's okay, everybody, insane. we need to go. We need to go now because the ship is prepping itself for dust off, and that's not okay. Okay, can you open the doors to the to, to the ship, and I can try yeah. and get there. Yeah, that's no problem. Has anybody spoken to Carter? Oh, it was on the to-do list, <laughs> and I got flat. Oh, radio, Carter. Why is the ship prepping for departure? I am following protocol, sir. I am preparing the ship for evacuation. Excellent, good choice. Uh, we will be there momentarily. Do oh, not well, leave without us. Oh, you are not part of the protocol, sir. Uh, please explain. Thank you, sir. I, I I appreciate your time with me on the ship, and I hope that your journey here was a pleasant one. If you do wish to return to the ship, please do not. 
And is, why is that? This is, is keep talking sir. while we run. Just like... there, there, there has been an infection or some form of outbreak on the station. I cannot allow you to return to the ship and possibly spread the infection to other. We locations. will have right. full medical workup taken care of as soon I'm... as we get back. Unfortunately, we cannot sir, pass an infection to the ship. Unfortunately, sir, that is against quarantine protocol. You know the rules: twenty-four hours for quarantine. Of course, and I shall immediately start trying to remote hack. Yeah her or the ship to stop it from leaving gotcha you can slow the ship down um but you'll have to stay at the console there's nothing there that you can lock down so what, what, what's, well, what's everybody else doing first i'm going to Running switch to a ship. private channel then yeah to tell everybody get to the ship i will hold it as long as i can what? but don't leave without me oh. <laughs> Yeah. You'll have to stop Carter from leaving. She's engaged quarantine procedures. Go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. Everybody starts right. pegging it. Now you're going to have to help Paulie. One of you uh, will be at half speed. With both of you, you'll be at two thirds speed, but you can still make good time as you go pegging it down towards the dock. I will have to ask. I'm going to make a roll for Sam to see how fast she is to get everything sorted. Everybody's yeah. going to have to make agility rolls, except for Paulie because you're being carried, and the yeah. people. Yeah. People carrying him will also be at minus one agility. Yeah, <laughs> so I got zero agility. Excellent. So yeah, you just oh, want a d six basically. I just rolled a six though. That's that's got oh, That's, that's, that's nice. not bad. What do you want me to do if I'm staying put and trying to slow her down? Yeah, I need you to make another science roll, uh, and your target number is it's going to be eight. Hey, we're in luck. Um, yeah. eight without the science, so ten total. Uh, you can't do much because there's no autodoc software, so there's nothing holding the ship. But what you can do is, is try and keep the magnetic clamps in place. Now, yeah. for safety reasons, the ship always takes precedence over magnetic clamps. So all you can do is basically just keep them running to stop the ship from moving. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, what were the roles? Sorry, uh, Tim, you got six. Vladimir, six. what did you get? Three. Three. Oh dear. Peter, what did you get? Five. A five. Oh shit. So, so the poorly guy with no agility. I, I was about to say, yeah, I am basically listening to all your scores and all I'm thinking in my head is, oh, bollocks. So you're basically all heading down the corridors. As you guys go but around the corner, you been... guys with Paulie. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I would have been ahead, wouldn't I? That's right. That you're, in that, you're in that corridor already. So you're probably, by the time the guys get to the top of that corridor leading down to the bay, you're already yeah. in the bay. As you go running in, uh, there's three dead acolytes sort of lying on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you see the ladder um, going up to your ship. The airlock yeah. above it, it keeps trying to close, then stops as the magnetic clamp protocols come in, and then it slowly opens again. It looks like it really wants to close. Okay. And, then the, and then your comm starts beep beeping, Remy. Answer the comm. Remy, this is Sam Carter. Um, can I ask you why you are still engaging the magnetic clamps? I just think it's a little too early to be evacuating just yet. Unfortunately, the outbreak is severe. There will already be registered deaths. I cannot allow the ship to stay here and possibly become infected. Yes, but we do not know the nature of the outbreak. So first we have to determine whether or not it is viral or transmissible. And in that period of time, anything could happen. It is safer if the ship is detached and taken to a safe distance. Uh, luckily, I am a fully qualified scientist, so I'll be able to run these assays very quickly. Meanwhile, uh, Pete, you got there first. Okay. Do you want I'm to try and go? This this door really wants to close, and it, and it, yeah, it yeah, closes yeah, yeah, fast yeah, yeah. as well. So you need to be yeah. careful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to climb up and try and get through the door. 
as it's trying to close, yeah? No, I okay. don't really have a choice. Okay, Remy, you can see you're trying to hold these messy clamps in place to stop the ship basically from sealing itself off and take off. I need you to make a science roll, and your difficulty is going to be... Well, your difficulty is going to be 10. No is, pressure. Is it possible that we can, like, give the synth uh, a logical fallacy? Like, if we liaison or chat with it, could we trick it? No, no, seriously. Could we confuse you, you it enough do. to make it It needs to be more of this it. thing you Earth people call kissing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it makes no, no sense like, his head explodes. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. Like, Episode 7 Star Trek. It's more yeah. for. It's the only thing I'm good at uh, is talking to people. So I'm just trying to help as best uh, I can. Seven. Eleven. Eleven. Ah. Brilliant. Okay. You I managed to robot. stop the door. As you're going through, Pete, the door looks like it's about to literally close on your waist. You're going to go full Starship Troopers, Captain. So I need you to make a D6 roll, and it's an agility yes. roll. But thanks to Remy's roll, it's going to be easier yeah. for you. So your target's okay. only five. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> My agility is one. Oh. Should have made a note. So, what did you Okay, I failed. <laughs> oh, no. And you're oh. gone. Just you roll? I rolled a three, so oh. I've got four. Okay, the door, as you're going through, the door comes yeah. out your sort of chest height, goes slamming into okay. you. Uh, the, magnetic, the, yeah. the actual security protocols haven't worked properly because all you could control, yeah. them, unfortunately, is magnetic clamps. You can't control anything on the ship. Pete, what's your, yeah. what's your strength at, at the moment? At uh, two. Right, okay, you take. You take four points of damage. Oh, okay. Um, puts me on minus two. Oh. Okay, so, what, what, strangely enough, you're unconscious. Um, <laughs> you're kind of like a toothpaste. Okay, gets, you you know, are, like... you're in serious trouble and you will die in a number of rounds equal to your full strength score unless you get first aid. But, uh, if you get, but, but half of me is now inside the ship, which means the infection is now inside the ship which means the ship must quarantine here. I like your thinking. Sam okay. can't, Sam can't okay. take the ship so away. That's, that's, so the last even, thing you, that's the last thing you gas before you lose consciousness. Even if I can. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, so can we, can one of us commune that to, to Sam yeah. to kind of get uh, that logic? No, that was the last thing he I'm said. I'm kind of oh, shouting. Really? Oh, you said I'm that. Shouting that. Awesome. As right. I'm going through the airlock, I'm saying the infection is inside. You have to quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door closes on you. Uh, yeah. Right, There's, you've still got. What's your full strength score before any? Three. It was three. So, you, guys, Tim, Vladimir, Paulie, if you can get to him within three rounds, oh. uh, then you might be able to administer first aid. Uh, but Timothy, so it's going to be on you basically, uh, and you, and because you can only go as fast as the, the slowest guy. So you need to make a, a D six roll plus your agility. It's going to be standard. What, what is your agility one? <laughs> Okay. One, and you're carrying me still. Well, I well, mean, at that point, oh, uh, you chuck I, me. I, I, I wouldn't chuck you, but I'd be like Vladimir. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Vladimir, yeah, yeah. you yeah. carry a poly. Pete, yeah. these are main because I've probably got like his stats on. I've probably got my crew stats come up on yeah, my. Yeah, 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 on a pad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, oh, I've, got, I've got to run. Yeah. And I roll. Oh, no, I, only got, I only got three with my. Uh, three. You go running down the corridor, and you can hear Pete's. He's going, he's inside the ship. The money's in there. And then he just, he just passes out and he's gone. As you go running down the corridor, you failed your first roll. Make a second roll, please. Maybe you got three rounds. I failed a second roll. <laughs> okay, then. So you, as you run into the thing, you can see his legs hanging from the hatch. Um, make a roll, actually, Remy, please. See if you can get the, get the hatch open again. Not that you want to fall two metres to the ground. 11 again. 
11, brilliant. The, um, yeah, the door sort of, again sort of jerks and stutters. His body falls to the ground. Tim, you can make one more roll. This is your last chance. This is his first round. You need to make it. No pressure. I didn't make it. Oh. You get to him, you just slide next to Pete. You get to him, you put your fingers, you go, Pete, Pete. And you, you're too late. His, his chest is at a peculiar concave angle. Unfortunately, he's very dead. So but you did shout out about the infection. Remy, you heard that over the comm. And Paulie's brilliant idea combined with that means that I can now say to Carter, Carter, by closing the door on Pete, you have spread any potential contaminant into the ship. You are now required by protocol to remain quarantined at the station. Do you have a liaison officer skill? Yes, I do. It's my secondary skill. Education, plus Four. liaison officer, and, um, and plus uh, the D6. Okay. Um, education four, liaison officer five, plus three, eight. Okay. You put the call through. There's a, there's a, a period of, of, of quiet. Sam listens to what you've got to say. There's a humming in the background. Everything goes quiet. All you can hear is over the comm is Tim going, Peter, Peter. And then she says, understood. And then powers down and the door slides open. And the and the undocking procedure is cancelled. Oh, well, that was close. <laughs> and I did a whole movie thing of put my hand over Pete's eyes to close them. Yeah. Poor bastard, crushed to death, not a way to go. Yeah. Hey, but he managed to get his, his half of his body in the ship and that made all the difference. Well done, but Pete. you saved us, Pete. You saved us, buddy. Yeah. I'm so sorry I couldn't get to you in time. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I also <laughs> like it. Jesus Christ, yeah, um... he's still alive. Uh, oh my God, it's happening again. Well, <laughs> I also like that, like, because Pete's been doing a shit ton of work. Like, he's been a trooper. I did yeah. fuck all, but I get to live. Yeah. <laughs> Classic That's Paulie. when, um, at that point, Vladimir, you come through the door with Paula. You see Timothy taking care, well, over Pete's body. Uh, Remy, what are you doing? I'm going to flick through the screens on the station, see if there's anybody still alive. There is nobody still alive. The only people alive are the people that Timothy um, uh, strapped down inside uh, the medical room. Um, in the in the agri-domes, they've de well, the one's completely decompressed, de decompressed. Everything's kind of turned white as it's frozen. Um, the gravity plates have turned off, so there's plants and bodies drifting in the air. And the other one um, started to decompress, but then he's, when he slows the doors, but it looks like the acolytes killed each other anyway. And then you've got bodies in, in the corridors, in the common room, in the bunks, smothered. Some of them hung themselves. Some of them cut their own throats. Uh, some of them killed each other and then themselves. Um, it's not a pretty sight on any of the cameras. Download everything. Gotcha. I okay. want video evidence that everything here has gone horribly shit-shaped. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we're getting the blame. Gotcha. You yeah. download everything onto, onto your pad. Um, the footage, everything. Yeah, you've got everything. You, you have evidence. I shall make my way from here back to the ship. Timothy uh, will meet him part way because I've decided that nobody else is dying on my watch. <laughs> so he's going back for the people he's strapped down. Yeah. And he's going to start getting the beds. And I'm going to tell Vladimir he has to help me and Paulie just to sit at the bottom of the stairs and do nothing and just get better. Yeah. But he could yeah. track the living crap out of them. Yeah, basically. I'm just like, a long sleeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then just because because I, I remember that when we stopped the radiation oh, and the idea is that if we move away from the radiation, these people might get better. I mean, I feel sorry for the person who 
gouged out his own eyes, but mm-hmm. needs to be alive. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna trank them all. And be like, I'm not losing anyone else. We lost Pete. I'm not losing anyone else. We'll wheel them there if we have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll See, scavenge. Like the is, so it's easy enough. Yeah. Scavenge and salvage whatever we can from yeah. the the wreckage of the station. There's plenty in there, and you can't get to the storage room unless you go spacesuit. Um, but it, it's sealed in there, so you should be able to sort it out. But yeah, the, you, can, you can get all kinds of. Um, I mean, the ship itself is already set up for a year's worth of rations anyway, so you'd be absolutely fine. But any other equipment that you need. I also want to take some samples to see if there was a contamination, and then me and Timmy can run medical and scientific analyses to check for pathogens. Well, Tim. I need you to make another one of your medical roles. If you, uh, in fact, both of you make roles: one medical, one scientific. See if you come to the same conclusion. I've rolled a four with education four, and then plus two for medical, so ten in total. Okay, brilliant. Uh, and I rolled a four with education four and science plus two, so also ten. Brilliant. You both come to the conclusion that the contaminants, the actual radiation exposure, came from your ship. Yep. Who the thunk out? Uh, well, you can actually localise it. Unfortunately, Pete's not around to to uh, to find it. Um, but yeah, by the looks of it, the the exotic particle from the engine from the ship that you tried to get hold of is actually emanating from your vessel. Son of a bitch! It's us. We're the problem. So it is no. us. We're also a problem. Uh, just a We're quick... also sources of contamination. What, us personally? I don't think so. I think it's our ship. Well, how's it coming from the ship? The ship was never exposed to the radiation. Just... No, but remember last time it came from an engine. Yes, it came from an this engine. This is a setup. Into Cambridge us. Wallace did this on purpose. It's come from an engine into us and then back into the ship we've travelled on. They've sent us here to test the effect of this radiation. Is Sam's off, right? It off off if i go up there and like wave a hand in front just off Mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm just gonna maybe while they're having this discussion maybe just like move it gently maybe strap it down with it just to just to be on the safe side just in case (laughs) when it wakes up it goes yeah yeah Yeah, i'll be doing that that's no problem at all It's, it's best to have a working sam uh when you're in transit but no, yeah no no it'll just once once we are going and we ask yeah, yeah it'll be like oh yeah so from, from our results is it actually coming specifically from our ship or is it actually us that's causing no this? it's from, from your ship and specifically it's coming from the engine oh maybe maybe it's They've like worked out the engine from the other ship and put it into this one well maybe okay this is no nonsense maybe it's like leaded petrol where this is just this is this is what's happened and now people are going huh maybe using this type of fuel is not good for humans to be anywhere near we need to check the engine yeah Yeah. vladimir you found some cameras didn't you ah that is pretty suspicious did did you find where they were beaming to because it's not on here is it yes not local they go somewhere else someone's watching from far off this is a setup i look up one of the cameras and i just go yeah bastards they wanted to see what would happen when the radiation exposure hit these yes. um, people. What do we do? Well, we, we're still being exposed. Yes, but we don't seem to be affected like we did last time. Well, I don't know. 
Well, I haven't seen anything crazy. Well, I say that. I've seen a lot of people murdering each other. Me either, but maybe that's the biochemical change in our brains. We have a resistance to this radiation. Perhaps you should um, analyze Vladimir's brain pattern again. And I walk up to Vladimir, I'm like, yeah. beep, 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 beep. he's now got the same uh, altered brain chemistry and brain pattern oh, as the rest God. of you. <laughs> yep. Now, now that he's been exposed to it, that's like getting flu, I suppose. Once you get it once, it sort of gives you an immunity for a little while. But yeah, he's, right. he's sharing the same sort of brain pattern as the rest of you. He's got a splitting headache, not as bad as Paul is, but he's got a splitting headache. But um, Paul's was literally yeah. a splitting headache. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no um, hard feelings, Vladimir. So <laughs> I say that over the comms. It's fine. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. You're going to maybe need to get some surgery on that. It, you know what? It's 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 just we'll we'll deal with it later. I've got I've I've got Sam here, so it's fine. We'll just. Make sure nothing happens. On we should that take front. Pete with us as well. We can't leave his body here. No, yeah, of course. We're not gonna we're not gonna leave a fellow crew member. Hey, so what... we're being raided. Here come the free league. And diesel <laughs> shot. And Spider Queen Long. Ah <laughs> You've joined us just in time to find out that our employers have stitched us up and sent us here to use the radiation in our engine to brutally murderize a bunch of religious nutcases. <laughs> That's what we need. I think they were Welcome. Nice <laughs> I, I think they were legitimately nice people who were just because you know they just thought ah no one's gonna worry about these if they go missing. I was Wait, actually gonna. Oh, has anybody seen the giant WWE lady? <laughs> <laughs> has anybody seen her? Let no. me go I, and that's where we'll leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. as you say that, slowly the camera fades to black, and then it goes into a cutscene. With two Cambridge Wallace officers looking at a screen full of monitors showing different angles from all over the oh. station with everything going wrong. And the one that you spoke to sort of nods and goes, well, those weapons tests go, that was a pretty good one. And this officer next to him turns and goes, but they survived. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about that. And that's the end, guys. Oh, Great. <laughs> awesome. I loved it. Very good. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Pete. I'm so sorry, mate. I, it's, uh, it wasn't my intention to murderise you, but uh, that's all good. <laughs> you know, the, these these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for your sacrifice. Excellent. I mean, you nearly died what, like four times last time through failed agility rolls. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one was bad to get you sooner or later. Oh, I think you knew, didn't you, Simon? The second you looked up at that hatch and it was going like that, you were like, oh, agility, God. agility one. I'm not yeah. making it. Yeah. <laughs> But it was good I thinking, though, when, when you went through, and you was good thinking to shout that out, because to be honest with you, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. No, uh, I wasn't as waiting as for Remy to make a really high roll. <laughs> yeah, as long as I could get some of me in the ship, because I, I even thought if I, if I still had a bit of dog hanging off my arm, I could just throw it into the ship, and that would have been fine. Um, Brilliant. But no. No, excellent. Everybody's shouting episode three in chat. Yeah, episode my, three. My only fear <laughs> about episode three is that episode three is the alien three. It's when the company comes after us. Yeah. Oh, I should yeah, have saved yeah. the dogs for that one. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> dogs were terrifying. I was just like, hi there. Oh, my God. Oh, great. My fingers. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like scary this time because this time it wasn't us seeing it. We were just seeing everybody else doing the stuff. Yeah. And especially that bit where you were describing about that guy doing scratching on the wall. That was really oh, getting me. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I was just like, oh stop it. <laughs> 
<laughs> cool. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out to play. Um, really, 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 much. really, really enjoyed that. Great game. Awesome. Thank you. But yeah, no, no, I enjoyed that. Great fun. Lovely to much. have you. Always welcome on the channel. Um, ditto, Matt. Lovely to have you along again. Nice to see you. Yeah, um, yeah. See you Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. It was great to be here again. I hope to uh, to come back again soon. Uh, part three, you know, if yeah. Jonathan wants to run that for us. I'm... Oh, that would God, be yes. amazing. That'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this afternoon on Godblad Games. Uh, don't forget to check our Discord, our Patreon, our Facebook, our red bubble our pink bubble our beige bubble just check all the bubbles yeah every <laughs> bubble if there's a bubble check it um pete's busy spamming the chat with all of our links i did do it earlier so <laughs> don't worry you have seen them before but it would be <laughs> villainifying animals is becoming canon here <laughs> yeah oh, yes don't forget to check the michael bubble yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, please join us again on Tuesday when we will be playing um, Millie's favourite. Glory, oh, superb. Glory. Uh, I better turn the background off. If I'm <laughs> Otherwise it doesn't show up because it gets eaten by the virtual background. Choose yeah. virtual nice background, background, by the way. None. There we go. <laughs> I thought you might like that one. Yeah. So, yes, Wrath and Glory, which is what we're playing tonight before Nobmus. Come and join our All Orc Boys special of Ridiculousness on Tuesday. And then Thursday, we're playing the Alpha Test of Twilight 2000. Uh, so come along and join us for that. And then next week, we've got Great Garblag's Great Garblag Game Show. <gasps> which me and Pete really need to finish writing at some point. But thank you so much for coming along and thank you for bringing that raid at the end there. That was very timely. Nice to see so many people coming over. Um, we've been Garblad Games and Pete's just gone away from the computer. So I'm going to string this out for a few more seconds by <laughs> randomly wittering at the computer we, as we he comes back on. and sits oh, down sorry. just in time for me oh. to say thanks. We've been Garblad Games. <laughs> thank you and good night.